Well, you know, I tell people all the time that uh, track and field is a whole different monster than any other sport out there. There's just so many other entities that, you know, go into uh, track and field. And I tell you, trying to specialize, it, it's hard for one person, but I will have to get Shannon Watkins, who is actually the throws coach, you know, kudos, because she has done a fantastic job, you know, with those kids. She knows her stuff. And when you were talking to Karma about what does she bring from basketball to track and field, I think, you know, technique is definitely, you know, a big part of almost anything you do. Because if your technique's not there, you're not going to be successful. Uh, so working on, you know, that technique, focus, basketball, you got to focus, you know, and you got to just be pretty much just a well-round individual to be able to transition from one sport to the next sport. And I really feel that has been her high point because she's active all year round. Just like now, she's in bas summer basketball, summer volleyball, still trying at some point to get out there, you know, and throw the shot in the disc just so she can stay acclimated, mm -hmm. you know, to the events. Absolutely. This is the NWO Orthopedic Sports Little Summer Edition here from Jolly's Driving on both WFOB and WBBI. Talking with Carmen Williams along with Coach Kim Cousin Fant from Faustoria Track and Field. And Karma, so for you, we talk about the different events everybody did. Did you only throw? Did you try running at any point? What all were some of the different things that you did or maybe did not do? I was going to say, for, first of all, because this is an audio format, <laughs> you don't see it. Both of them looked at each other, so there's definitely a story here, and I'm fascinated to hear it now. So I started out running and throwing. Running's not my thing, but if she needed someone to run an event, I was there. You know, I was always up for the challenge, but this year I stuck to shot and disc mainly. Very important to note, running is completely overrated. <laughs> it is. See, I, respectfully, Coach, 0 out of 10 would not recommend, I, I may have a bias on that one. Now, I will say, Coach, going along with that, um, at, at what point did you really catch that, that was Karma's, like, that, that was her niche. That was where she was really going to excel was not just in maybe shot and discus, but specifically in discus. I mean, that's, uh, I, we made jokes earlier, but that's a very, very technical sport. So what, what were you seeing early on that really caught your eye and be like, you know what, we really need to have her focus on this. Well, you know, she came to me and she said, hey, she goes, I'll do some running for you this season if you need me. And I said, I know that. That's just the type of athlete that she is. She's just willing to step up to the plate if you need her. But at the same time, you know, I knew where her love was at and I knew where she was going to excel. And so it was like, let's spend more time, you know, doing what you know you're able and capable of doing because with her qualifying last year to regionals, I knew she was thirsty for it. And I wanted to make sure that she had the opportunity to get that experience that she needed so that way at the end of the season it would pay off. And it most certainly did pay off, you know, for her. But as far as running, she does have capabilities. It's not that uh, she doesn't and she's a team player. And when you become a team player, we all know that team players will do anything that they need to do to help their team, you know, so, and that's what she has done, and I'm sure she'll continue to do that throughout her senior year and everything that she's involved in as well. All right, so the million-dollar question with that then, if she's, if you're really in a pinch, which one do you get thrower in in particular? Like, if, if you absolutely had to choose one, 
And then same question. I, think she, to I was going to say, I think she wants to hear the answer too. I would think it would probably be the four by four. <laughs> yeah, I'd say the four by four. Four by four. Yeah. Okay. Anchor, right? Oh no! <laughs> no, no, no! <laughs> she, she took the pressure off you there, coach. <laughs> so, Karma, as your coach said, regionals the year before, states this year. I imagine the goal now that you've gotten there is to get right back there next season. Uh, my goal next year is to make it for both shot and disc. But I also want more of our teammates to make it, um, push them as hard as they can, especially one of my fellow throwers, Adori. I know she can do it. So it just takes a lot of work and a lot of effort. Yeah, and for both of you, I'll actually ask this because you weren't the only one that made it down to the Columbus area from Fosbury with Gavin Miller also making it down and competing. We had to talk about other people. He's busy doing basketball, so, you know, things happen. He's busy doing basketball. Well, that's, that's at least what, that's what Coach Loomis told me. That's what, I'm just okay. the messenger. Okay, if Coach Loomis says it, that's that's all fine and good. <laughs> but um, well, why do you guys both have it? Because, I mean, you mentioned Adori already. Is there, for either one of you, anyone else that you want in particular single out? They had a good season. Any of the teams in particular, the crews that really had a, good year maybe exceeded expectations or on a really good upward trajectory that you definitely want to give credit where credit's due at the time well you know i just feel really overall both boys and girls team excelled quite a bit this season and um once again it's because we have athletes that not only compete you know in season they're out of season athletes like Gavin, yes, he's busy. He's at basketball <laughs> camp today uh, for the next few days. But he's also, you know, involved in football as well. So, and I just feel as though, you know, there's going to be some uprising of some young athletes coming up through the district that will be um, high schoolers. Uh, Addison Wright, who was um, an eighth grader, she went to Nationals for indoor. Uh, I think we're going to see some real good things out of her this coming season. So, with the abilities that she has individually, I think she's going to pull those strong suits, you know, in some of the relays. And we have some really nice-looking um, athletic young ladies in some of those relays that I think that we'll see them, you know, going on to the regionals. And as well as some of the guys, too. They're really starting to see success, and they want to be a part of it. And when you're thirsty and you want to be a part of things, that's when things start happening. And I got to say, Coach, because we're – Slightly going towards the tail end of our question, though, yeah. Having seen the Fostoria program for years now, I, I, I'm very old hat around here. It's there, There's a lot more grays in the beard and the hair than when I started, that's for sure. I, I can absolutely attest to the, the turnaround that I'm seeing at Fostoria. It, it's it's a night and day difference, even from just two, three years ago. So I, I'm going to give credit to you, where that, a lot of that comes from the coaches, a lot of that comes from the people that are in higher up positions. So hats off to you, you for doing that. And just as importantly, for people like Karma and for the girls' basketball team, for Gavin Miller, even the boys' team and stuff like that, it's you guys, they coach it. You have to then go perform it. So the obvious is the FOB. Please keep it up. This has been such a great, positive thing for Fossory, the community, region overall, seeing Fossory being back up, competitive, competing regularly again. I see nothing but bright futures at yeah. Fostoria right now. Yeah, I agree with you overall. I think the kids are finally, you know, getting to the point where they realize they do have what it takes. It's just that they have to have confidence and it takes uh, the coaches, the families, the parents, the community, you know, to buy in and just to keep a positive focus and 
I think that's a lot that has happened, you know, throughout the seasons with different sports. And um, we're ready. We're ready to show people, you know, we're back and we want to keep going forward. So the last thing, at least, that I have, Karma, for you, Matt reminded me without intending to remind me, you got a new basketball coach coming in this season. Have you gotten to, I think he's already a teacher, so you might have already known him anyway. But what can you tell us about the limited time you've had with him and maybe some of the things you're looking forward to that for that for next year? Um, I can tell he's here to do great things for us. Um, the connection with him and, like, the girls on our team, it's there. Um, we're going to have a great season starting off. And I'm just excited for all the many memories that we make my senior year. And million, million dollar question as well. Two-parter, since it is senior year, are you starting to look towards future steps, like what the next step might be for you after high school, or is it still a little early for that? And then number two, because you got to ask at the end of a season, any good stories that you want to share about Coach? when you have a platform available for you and a microphone. <laughs> I was going to say, she shot you a look as soon as you said that. She did. <laughs> um, I am thinking about college. I'm not sure okay. where yet. Um, I have my options open. Okay. And That's a free invite for all the schools in the area to start recruiting yes. this young lady, <laughs> by the way. That, that's a very free invite. And I don't think I have any stories about Miss Cousin. Well, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it certainly is not. Oh. I'm just trying to be the encourager. Growing up in the district, teaching mm -hmm. in the district, being there, you know, uh, watching, you know, programs um, go from top to middle has been just a blessing for us. Absolutely. Well, once again, thank you guys so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thank Join you us guys. here. Congratulations once again. Thank you. An incredible fourth place in the States. And with that, we're going to step aside for a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll actually be talking with Stort Beam and members of the Tiffin Calvert track and field team here on the NWO Orthopedic Sports Huddle Special Summer Edition from Jolly's Drive In here on both WFOB and WBVI. That's the sound of a day starting out right, and I hear it every time my new Toro Z Master Zero Turn Mower starts up with big-time horsepower, giant tires, turbo force deck, and comforts like my ride suspension and USB ports. It's fully loaded to mow all day long while delivering that signature Toro cut. From start to finish, this beast means business. Get your Toro Z Master Mower today. See a complete line of Toro products at Coon Sales and Service just west of Bascom on State Route 18. The Deli Cafe at Frost Village is the place to get New York-style deli offerings in Tiffin. Located at 155 Frost Parkway, they have everything you can ask for. With their two-hander sandwich options, like the 419 and Dave's Philly, the Pink Lady Gourmet Grilled Sandwiches, plus soups, salads, and a whole lot more. You can build your own sandwich, wrap, or salad, too. All sandwiches come with Ball Rikes chips and a pickle spear or a side salad. The Deli Cafe at Frost Village, open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. until 3 p.m. and find them online at frostdelicafe.com. I can't move my arm. Oh, my aching back. Don't let injuries keep you down. Head to Integrated Orthopedics and Sports Rehabilitation, located on Miami Street in Tiffin, where specially trained physical therapists will get you up and moving again with holistic rehabilitative care to optimize the health of your body and spirit. Tom Lasky and his team will design a plan that's personalized just for you. Don't wait. Call today at 419-447-0760. 
Summer rib season is back, baby, at Frickers. Join us for the perfect pairing of frickin' chicken chunks and baby back ribs together all summer long for only $14.99. Bring the whole family as kids 10 and under eat free from the kids' menu all day, every day. Spend time with the family. Enjoy frickin' chicken chunks and baby back ribs all summer long for only $14.99. And kids 10 and under eat free only at the home for fun, food, sports, and spirits, Frickers. Bear Brothers, located at 28 South Washington Street in Tiffin, has made some exciting changes, and they are ready for all your sporting needs. Spring into Bear Brothers for their baseball and softball apparel and equipment, such as elastic or open-bottom pants, gloves, and hats. Plus, check out all their sportswear and spirit gear for the upcoming school year. Half-zips, hoodies, t-shirts, and so much more. Bear Brothers also does custom printing. Bear Brothers, located at 28 South Washington Street in Tiffin. They're huge. They're juicy. I'm talking about the delicious hot dogs and hamburgers from Smith Family Foods that can't be beat for grilling up some summer fun. Smith Family Foods specializes in fresh-cut meats, Granny Smith deli salads, frozen chicken breasts, seafood appetizers, and you can't forget Fritz's special bratwurst. Smith's Family Foods Wholesale Outlet is located at 1773 West County Road 54 by the Seneca County Fairgrounds. We are here for a special summer edition of the NWO Orthopedics. Sports Auto here from the Jollies Drive-In here in downtown Tiffin on both ESPN 1430 AM 105.7 FM WFOB along with Classic It's 96.7 WBBI Lance Morris, Matt Common here with you tonight. Big thanks again to these folks for helping sponsor today's show. Jollies Drive-In for hosting us. Coon Sales and Service LLC, MJ Brown Roofing and Construction Company, Phillips Electric, Smith Family Foods, Bear Brothers, Bicycle Orthodontics, and Fort Ball Pizza Palace. And of course, big thanks to Fostoria's Karma Williams and her coach Kim Cousin Fant for joining us earlier on here at the show. We're now pleased to be joined by coaches, players, just about everybody from the Tiffin Calvert track and field team who competed in the States. We have a bunch of coaches, we have a bunch of athletes here. So I guess we'll start with Coach Beam. If we can pass the mic around to Coach Beam and guess. Obviously, been at this for a long time. You decided you were going to retire coming into this year. Kind of what went into the timeline of that decision and then kind of relaying that to your team? Uh, just my wife and I decided that, that we need to spend more time with our family and, and figured this was a good year to do it. Uh, I knew the girls that were coming back from the previous year and the boys that were coming back. Uh, we had potential to do really well this year, and I kind of hated to leave it hanging one more year. So we just decided it was a good time and, and basically announced it at the sign-up meeting prior to the beginning of the season. Okay, and first of all, let me say, I clearly missed the memo about the blue. I apologize. <laughs> it was a happy accident. As the only one in any color besides blue right now, I, I'm outnumbered. Caroline's in black. <laughs> okay, that makes me feel a little better. Thank you, Karen. <laughs> but uh, just to give it a rundown here, Coach Stuart Beam, Coach Rush Arbogast, Taylor Gase, Sean Klinger, and Olivia Golden. Then for athletes, we got Leah or L Leah Smith? Leah, okay. Leah Smith, Brooklyn Brown, Emily Miller, Carolyn Anichek. And I have to mention this because <laughs> it's being held directly in front of me it here is. at a low angle. Cameron Shook is here, and I use here in quotations, because she's actually in Florida, but she didn't want to miss this. So she's on FaceTime 
right now. So I mean, she I guess she just loved talking to us that much after volleyball. I, She's like, I have to talk to these guys again. I can promise you I'm going to try and ask Cameron a question and see if it comes through. But um, we also have Jacob Rombach. Don't we forget do have Jacob uh, Rombach as Jacob well. We have Jacob here too. Uh, a very impressive, and actually leads into my question because all of you, Multi-sport athletes. I, I mean, you guys all do a little bit of everything. You're kind of all over the place throughout Tiff and Calvert sports. Uh, what are some of the things from fall, winter season that actually help you prepare for the spring seasons overall? And if I hand it to Jacob first, we could just kind of go down the line and maybe Cameron can answer. We'll find out. We'll see if it's actually <laughs> loud enough. But, Jacob, especially for you, I mean, right back of the football team, power forward center on the basketball team, now track and field on the how are you still upright? How are you still standing at this point? Uh, I'd be, like, out cold by now. Honestly, uh, doing all those sports really helps me stay active and prepares me for the next season while I'm doing a different sport. So lifting carries over to all sports, and I feel like each and every sport really complements each other. So that helps. Absolutely. And then... Leah, correct? Yeah. Is that right? Um, I, me doing indoor in the winter definitely helped my like start and helped my um, my form coming into outdoor. Um, lifting also helped a lot with that. Um, I was able to connect with like other area athletes in indoor that also helped me push to outdoor. So yeah. Um, so after volleyball season, I play club in the winter, which really helps keep me in shape. But I didn't do basketball this year, so what I did to prepare for track season was just to go out on my own, um, run at the Y, lift by myself, just you know, kind of doing the little things to help myself prepare, and then also resting my body so that um, I'll be ready to go when track season started. See, the resting part, that I understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, same with Caroline. I do, after volleyball season, I do um, a club season. And in that, when I don't do that, I lift. Uh, and I also, I, I rest. So. Um, I play basketball, and, like, all the conditioning and, like, sprints that we do for basketball help keep me in shape. So when track season starts, I'm not completely dead. So. Fair enough. Cameron, if you can hear us. Oh, my God, it actually is coming through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard it. Okay, here you go. Um, so to stay in shape, basically, I did the same as Caroline. I played club volleyball over the winter time, and then I also lifted and went on runs to try and keep me in shape for when track started. That that that's great. Thank thank you. Now go outside, please. <laughs> You're in Florida. <laughs> uh, so we're here with uh, again the Calvert track and field team, bunch of players and coaches who are part of their state title season. So we'll again ask you guys some of. I guess because you guys won the 4x2 last year, it was slightly different for who was on the, te the team and all that good stuff. What were the differences for this year's 4x2 team compared to last season's? So one of the four of you that were on that, everybody's, I guess, fighting for the mic. Leah's going to be the one who's, who takes it. There was. That was some commitment um, between everyone. I think that with Emma leaving, it was definitely um, hard to like watch her leave, and then we had to get someone else to take her spot. But with all the athletes that we have, we're all really competitive and we're all really hardworking. So it definitely wasn't hard to get our team together, but we all definitely wanted to get on that spot. So getting that spot together and getting our relay team together and to state was definitely a fun time. Oh, I was going to say, they don't know if they want to answer, so I guess we'll just leave it. Maybe? Maybe? No? Okay. Nope. 
Okay, so we'll leave it on that one. But um, so real quick, this is the NWO Orthopedic Sports Huddle Special Summer Edition from Jolly's Driving here on both WFOB and WBVI, talking with a whole army of Tiffin Calvert people. I'll try my best to keep up, but uh, this one's actually for Coach Beam once again. I mean, you've seen a ton of great athletes, a ton of great track and field players in your time. Oh, what what has made the last few years at Tiffin Calvert just not just in track and field, but really across the board for sports so special because I, I can't recall a period of time where one particular program has really been dominant, not just one sport or two, but a variety of sports really throughout each sports season. So can you really speak to that from the spring side of things? I, I think a lot of that has to do with the school's commitment to uh, put good people in charge of these young men and women. Uh, we have good coaches. Uh, we have uh, athletic staff and administration that support us. Uh, I think the fact that we have several multi-sports athletes is is what helps because so many schools, the kids play one sport and that sport benefits and nothing else does. And I think uh, it's you know it goes out to say all these kids that are doing multi-sports is a reason for the success that Calvert has had from you know tennis in the fall to track and field in the spring. And then we'll go ahead, go back to some of the players for this one. For the sake of discussion, anything that happened in Columbus doesn't count. Because you probably all would say that. What were some of the most memorable things, whether it was memorable because you did something well or funny or whatever the thing may be, what's something from a non-Columbus meet that is something that will stick in the memory for, for years to come? Uh, personally, my favorite memory was probably the stash dash at Buckeye Central. There, the 4 by 4 is really fun uh, there. You run back and forth and cheer on the, cheer on all the athletes. And also, That sounds chaotic. Yeah, but <laughs> a good chaos. And at the end, there's a 40-yard dash, and the winners get, like, mustaches. So cheering everyone on on that 40-yard dash and the crowd joining in, it was really electric and under the lights. It was, it was awesome. Now, now, I've been told by one of our behind-the-scenes people here that I'm supposed to ask a very specific question. What can you say about the Brooklyn Brown effect? Oh. Uh, <laughs> she uh, was give, She gave you a look, too. Shall I let Brooklyn answer that? Can I answer that? <laughs> no, well, she does not. Want everyone that. is just throwing me under the bus. I guess I'll ask the very tough questions, apparently. But you, you got that one, Coach? Yeah, okay. I can answer that. I, I, I told the story at our uh, awards banquet on Tuesday night that I had an athlete many, many years ago by the name of Matt Hammer who his sophomore season worked his butt off. And all the other kids during practice were questioning, why is he working so hard? Well, at the end of the season, Matt, as a sophomore, was third in the state in the 800. And I turned to those kids and said, that's why he was working so hard. And after that, other kids got in line and worked hard the next season. And the next season, we had a 4 by 400 meter state champion boys relay team and I always referred to that that Matt worked hard other people saw it and they worked hard for success and so I always called that the hammer effect after watching Brooklyn work hard this year I, I told my assistant coaches they're going to take over this program that I hope from now on they refer to instead of the hammer effect they refer to that effect as the Brooklyn Brown effect because Brooklyn worked very very hard she came into every practice like she had everything to lose, and she left everything out on the track every day of practice, and I hope other kids took notice of that and saw the success that she had this year. 
see, that's a great answer and an awesome story. That is f- fantastic. C- congratulations on that, Brooklyn. I hope that is the namesake going forward on that one as well. But s- since we have that aspect of it, is there any other funny moments or anything like that that comes to mind for you guys? Okay, well, we have a teammate. Um, we call her Usan because... Last year we had a joke that like she's really fast like Usain Bolt, Usain, whatever. Um, so this year we got like bolts that are like <laughs> stickers and we put them on our faces starting when um, regionals. Yeah. And ever since then we just have like a funny joke like oh Usain like you know that's kind of our our thing. Usain Bolt. Okay, <laughs> I, I dig it. I I get it. Yeah. That's good. Um, a fun memory of mine was putting a 4 by 8 team together. Was it SBCs that we ran first? So we talked about, you know, trying to do a 4 by 8 team all year, but, you know, with injuries and just different events that people were doing, it was kind of hard to put a 4 by 8 team together. So we tried it at SBCs, and we actually ended up getting second, right? And it was just a fun experience to run with different girls, and, yeah, good memory. So just – you guys just assembled a 4 by 8 team just out of the blue, and you finished second in the SBC? Yes. So that's, that's just yeah. not fair. That's not fair. Like fifth, sixth, if you just had to assemble it in the moment. That, that impressive. Congratulations Thank you. on that. Um, one of my favorite memories is probably it was, I think it was, I don't even know which meet it was, but the first day I ate awful. I ate like, I ate so many donuts and I ran so bad and then so the second day Cameron Shook was like you got to eat better so she put me on a diet and yeah okay we now we now I, need to go to Cameron for her to confirm that yeah and then I, and I PR'd and we PR'd in two events I think well was it really Cameron putting you on the diet or was it the donuts being fully <laughs> digested from the day prior one can never know uh, I mean. yeah one can never know <laughs> all right Cameron can you confirm this yeah, I did put her on a diet because she was not eating very healthy. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so I'll bite. What did the diet consist of? I um, asked, regretting I just, it. I I made her eat a lot of vegetables and some like ham sandwich. She really likes ham sandwiches and watermelon fruit. That's about all I let her eat. I don't know. I, think I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't hear that much. Pro, or I guess there was protein in the ham, but I think it was the donuts. But that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you, Cameron. <laughs> um, I think my favorite memory was at SPCs. It was right before our 4x400, and I asked the coaches, I said, even if we get last, like, does this matter? And they said, no, like, just run your race because you guys will still be winning SPC. So that was, like, the only time the 4x4 didn't make me nervous. So that was nice. Fair enough. Still talking with a bunch of uh, players and coaches from the Calvert track team here on the NWO Orthopedics Sports Huddle Summer Edition here from Jolly's Drive and I'm both WFOB and WBBI. So you guys have had the chance to obviously be with Coach Beam for the last handful of years. What are some of the things, what are any, any good stories you have for, about him? I mean, he already told a really good one about the hammer to brown effect. Is there anything else that you guys would want to either say whether it's a story or just a good moment or anything like that about your coach worth reminding you he is retiring so you can really (laughs) if you got a good one now's the time to let it out so he won't be around after this and 
Jake has requested the mic, it appears. Um, there's no spe specific memory, but I'm really going to miss him next year. And he was always there to like push us and make us better when we were doubting ourselves and we were all sore and not running the best times. He told us, just trust the process and in the end, our, the times would be what we wanted to and in the end it worked out and yeah. Even if it's the same thing, you can say it again. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, he really emphasizes trust the process and I think all of us athletes can really say the same that trusting the process helped us get our end goal, which was getting into state and even winning a state championship. So that was also a really fun thing. I think one of my key takeaways or lessons from um, Coach Stu this season was at the beginning of the season, he kind of just took a lot of us aside and just said, um, even after all of our success last year, you guys still need to continue to work hard. Nothing's going to be given and nothing can be expected. You just need to continue to you know, show up every day and just continue to work for it. Going off of that, like, he always told us to like trust the process, and in the end result was what we what we wanted. So. Oh, also my favorite memory was probably when he would help me with my block starts, and I got better at that as the time went on. So. Um, I think one of my favorite memories was how every time me and Cameron practiced our four by two hundred handoff, and Coach Stu wasn't there, it was always a mess. But then as soon as he walked over, it just worked perfectly. Well, again, Cameron's been mentioned, so back to back to the phone line, I suppose, okay, here. Um, I think uh, just, like, not really a memory, but Stu's always a very – he was always and still is a supportive coach, and he would always find, like, a positive moment, like, out of anything. Even if we weren't happy about how we ran, he would always compliment us in a way and make us proud of, like, our performance whenever we weren't, like, happy with it or – Yeah. Excellent. Thank you, Cameron. And, Coach, I mean, to you now, it's trust the process. You're retired. So what's the process looking like from here? What's the next step? Well, hopefully, gentleman standing to my left is uh, taking over the program next year, Rush Arbogast. Uh, he ran for me for four years, graduated in 10. He's been my assistant coach for the last 13, 14 years now. Uh, no, 13 years, starting in 11. Um, and he knows the program. He knows the program in and out uh, better than anybody else standing here. And, and he's going to continue, and hopefully the kids can trust him for that same process. So I, I feel very confident in the hands that this program is being left in, and it will continue to be successful. I know it will. So then for you, RVing, fishing, golf, which, which one are we picking up? Now? Uh, boating and traveling. Boating and traveling. Good, good answer. He went off the board. He did, but that's a good answer all the same. So then I guess we'll have you pass it over to Rush and uh, continue as we move the court around Leah and everybody. So for you, you obviously, like uh, Coach said, you've been with the program a while. What are some of the things you can say about what you had with the team this year and then kind of what are some of the things, whether it's continuing or changing for, for next season and beyond? Yeah, so, I mean, like, like you said, you know, the, the process, we've been doing it now for – 20-something years, and obviously it works. Um, we're 13 years in a row minus COVID year of making it down to the state track meet. So in that sense, you know, not really looking to make a whole lot of changes because clearly there's no need for it. Um, obviously it hurts to lose our couple of seniors that we had this year.
um, but we have a very large junior class specifically coming back and then looking at the uh, the four by four on the girls side this year that placed third and all four of them are coming back so obviously that's a very high note to uh, to see coming back for the next season well speaking of one of the seniors we'll pass the mic down to Leah here as the only senior out of the collective here of everybody what does the next step look like for you? Do we have college, job prospects? What, what is it looking like going forward from here? Um, I'm going to run track at Finley, University of Finley. Um, definitely glad I could take it to the next level because I didn't want to, like, stop running after high school because I knew um, I wanted to take it to the next level. So I'm going to major in business, so I'm glad I can, you know, take it to the next level. That, that's good business, majoring yeah. in business. Smart, yep. very smart decision. And then at least the last one I have, it's for Brooklyn, so we're going to have to pass it down, and you can't get out of this one. As you know, I got to work with your dad a lot during basketball season. One of the things I learned is he liked to say, blank is a pretty good shooter. It's one of the things he said a lot. Is there anything else that he does or says that is entertaining, whether it's the same thing like that? Anything you got for me that I can make sure to use in the future? Um... And she looks around and she wonders what to say. Oh, his um, one line from track this year was, it's not a fashion show, ladies. We're here to run like deer. Because we would always complain about how cold we were and how bad we looked because we had layers on top of layers. So That does sound like him. It does. Actually. <laughs> oh, and then he also said, turn on the turbo blasters as we're coming around the curve for the 4x4. Four four. That actually sounds way more like him, to be honest. Oh, goodness. Well, I, I really don't have any other questions necessarily, but just in all sincerity, I mean, we've been watching the Tiffin program for a couple of years now over at Calvert, and obviously, Caroline, you, you know us fairly well at this stage covering volleyball, and everyone else is part of the volleyball and basketball program. Don't forget programs. Cameron. She's not, still there. Cameron is still there, but she's a phone right now. It's, <laughs> she's not here. But in all sincerity, as someone who's been in the Tiffin area for years, congratulations across the board. You guys have really kept the program going in a great direction. I am so excited for what next year holds in store for you guys across the board, just in every sport. It doesn't really matter which one. It's just you guys seem to rock it across the board regardless. So congratulations sincerely on that. Leah, congratulations going to Finley on that. And Jacob, a little more north and south, not so much east and west <laughs> when you're running. Okay? Just a little more north-south. You, you've, you, you've been holding on to that a little I've been bit? Hold, since... Like, he's, he's one of the better ones that go on north side. I know, so he's going to do fine at it. He's probably going to be like, he's a Tiffin Calvert running back. He's probably going to get 2,000 yards next year anyway. That's just, it happens to everyone their senior year somehow. <laughs> so once again, thank you to all the coaches, players from Calvert for joining us. Again, thank you. Thank you for joining us. That's all, that's all I guess that's it, right? Yeah, I, I feel good. I feel good about it. That, that they, Cameron, do you feel good about it? You're wasting Florida sunshine for this. <laughs> Yes, I do. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'm sitting outside right now, so it's okay. Good. Right, fair. It worked out. Good. That's a good answer. <laughs> with that, we'll go ahead and step aside for a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll talk with Tony Maligan and members of the Hopewell Loudon softball team here on the NWO Orthopedics Sports Huddle Summer Edition from Jolly's Drive and on both WFOB and WBVI. 
If you want high-quality appliances without the sticker shock, then head to Phillips Electric and Tiffin. Phillips Electric is a family-owned company that's been serving its customers of Seneca County since 1937. This Whirlpool exclusive dealer has a showroom full of KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, and Amina brand appliances to fit every budget. They offer a 12 months same-as-cash financing, too. Stop by the showroom at 176 South Washington Street or go online at shopphillipselectric.com. Bring home your new kitchen appliances today or have them delivered and installed from Phillips Electric. They say curb appeal is important for homeowners. Well, why not spruce up your curb appeal with plants, flowers, or hanging baskets from Molliette's Farm Market and Garden Center located in Tiffin. Browse their large selection of beautiful flowers and plants. Stock up on their vegetable plants for your garden. And while you're at Molliette's, stop into the farm market and pick up some locally grown fresh fruit and vegetables or Amish baked goods. Mmm, so delicious. Pick up some cheese or meat from their deli. Molliette's Farm Market and Garden Center, where beauty blooms in Tiffin. What smells so good? Oh, it's the Pizza and Italian Buffet of Fort Ball Pizza Palace. They're home to the biggest Italian buffet in town. They have any kind of pizza you could ask for. From plain to gluten-free and cauliflower pizza crust, they have great specialties like the pickle pizza, buffalo chicken, and the meat eater. Plus, they have foldovers, subs, wings, chunks, salads, and a whole lot more. They have two locations in Tiffin at 91 North Washington Street and 111 Melmore Street. Stop in today to see the biggest buffet in Tiffin. It's Cash for Cars at Warner Economy Corner in Findlay. Not much has changed with the shortage of good quality used cars, but Warner Economy Corner is looking to buy. At the corner of Blanchard and Blanchard, Warner Economy Corner is paying cash for cars. Bring your vehicle down to the guys at Warner Economy Corner and go home with cash in hand. Warner Economy Corner is buying cars and making deals. Open daily Monday through Friday. Hi, this is Dawn from the Classic Hits Morning Show, and I've just heard that not all roofs are created equal. Is that true? That is true, Dawn. It's solely dependent on the people installing it. Hi, folks. This is Matt from MJ Brown Roofing Construction Company in Tiffin, Ohio. We're a family-owned company that's been in business since 1936. We're a full-service roofing contractor that have been working on both residential and commercial roofs. So no matter what type of roof you want, we have the expertise and the crews needed to install and maintain your roof for years to come. Call 419-447-5864 for a free, no-obligation inspection and quote today. Welcome to Bigby Coffee, your home away from home that picks you up and leaves you in a better mood than when you arrived. No matter who you are, we know we'll have a drink for you, and her, and him. You see, here at Bigby, we can customize our drinks for each person, dairy or no dairy, coffee or no coffee. We've got you covered, hot, iced, or frozen. Bigby Coffee is one of a kind, just like you. With locations on Tiffin Avenue and Trenton Avenue in Finley to serve you. Back we are here for a special summer edition of the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto here from Jolly's Driving in downtown Tiffin on ESPN 1430 AM 105.7 FM WFOB along with Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI. Lance Morris, Matt Common here with you once again for this special edition show. Big thanks again to some of our sponsors for helping make this show happen. Jolly's Driving, of course, for hosting us. Coon Sales and Service, LLC, MJ Brown Roofing and Construction Company, Phillips Electric, Smith Family Foods, Fair Brothers, Bicycle Orthodontics, and Fort Ball. 
Pizza Palace. And thanks again to Fostoria's Karma Williams, along with their coach, Kim Cousin Fant, and everyone who just joined us from the Calvert track and field team as we will now switch gears to the Hopewell Loudon side of things with their softball team, with their head coach, Tony Malley, and along with some of his players. The Chieftains finished 13-1 overall, the state runners-up this season in Division Four. So we'll pass the mic over to Coach to get things started. So, Coach, once again, uh, thank you for uh, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having us. So for you guys, you were regional runner-up a year ago. You knew you had a lot of the players coming back for this current team that we just had. What was kind of like the process? It seemed like you guys were ready off the rip. What were some of the things you uh, saw kind of getting ready for this season and then into the first week or so? I think, you know, said that we had a, a good blueprint from last year. Um, had, a, had a couple of big, big uh, positions to fill, um, but had some opportunities every time we have some move on. It's a lot of opportunities for others, and uh, had a couple, two or three that stepped up and uh, um, just filled right in. We just kept building on last year. And first of all, for everyone around here, congratulations on the very impressive season. Hats off to you guys. It, it's not easy to get to that level, but to do it consistently, very, very impressive. And uh, coach, sticking with you here for a little bit, it's you just mentioned it. The, the team's kind of stacked from top to bottom. I, I mean, what one through nine every given day is probably better than most of the rosters in the region. Did that make it easier to fill out the card, or was it suddenly a lot more complicated? It's like, okay, so who do I put at the two? Who do I put at three? Who, who do I put in which spots? I, I would imagine that would become a problem at some point. Well, uh, somewhat, but uh, these girls especially, maybe more so than me, are very superstitious. Um, so it kind of did make it easy once we had, um, you know, our nine that kind of filled in. Um, honestly, we just we just kept rolling with it. So we didn't make too many changes, although there was a few times where we contemplated it, but uh, um, trusted the process and, and, and the girls and gave them some opportunities to get through some slumps when, when they, things weren't going great. but uh, So we didn't make a whole lot of change in the lineup, actually. Well, you talk about not having to make changes, not to cut you off, but it might be exactly where you're going, yeah. is you probably helps when you have someone like Isabel Bidochis. You put her in the circle. More times than not, she's able to get it done. What can you tell us about just how dominant she was able to be this season? Because it seemed like every time I looked, no hitter, no hitter, one hitter, no hitter. It just seemed like it was every game, even though obviously it wasn't. It sure seemed that way. Yeah, uh, she's just a workhorse, uh, very humble girl, um, goes to work, you know, blue-collared um, in the circle. She just uh, uh, doesn't say a whole lot. Um, I guess I would do a little more talking than her and some of the other players being, you know, more vocal on the field. But she, she just let her play, do her talking for her, um, was, was very dominant. So uh, we were kind of um, concerned maybe about uh, getting a team that, that would hit and if we were going to be able to field balls because, uh, you know, she struck a lot of people out, you know, almost 300 strikeouts this season. Uh, so, uh, but uh, hats off to the defense when, when balls did get put in play. We did a good job of getting outs for her. So, so it was kind of a, a back and forth, you know. We said she's there working for the D. It was time for the defense at times to, um, you know, have her back and get outs for her. And real quick, this is the NWO Orthopedic Sports Huddle special summer edition from Jolly's Drive-In here on both WFOB and WBVI. We're talking with Hopewell on softball coach Tony Malagon and, of course, a army of players as well who I would not apparently want to go in the batter's box against Isabel whatsoever. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to do that against anybody, but apparently especially Isabel, but uh, turning gears just a little bit to uh, Shea Harper as well. She seemed to be the player that you could rely on offensively. 
throughout the season. If you needed a single, she'd get you the double. If you needed a big hit, she'd come away with the home run. What, what can you tell about her performance throughout the season? Yeah, she's, you know, she's known for uh, being a power hitter, but she, she did uh, um, was up in, towards the top in, in doubles as well. Um, we kind of joke that uh, she's a little faster. She'd probably lead the league in triples. Um, but uh, just a great hitter, and I think that kind of speaks on uh, our, our 7, 8, 9, middle of the bottom of the lineup, um, having so many RBIs for even Kylie and Taryn, some of the girls at the top. Um, they were able to find their way on and, and you know, let the big bat uh, bring them home. And then you, you just mentioned Taryn, and we have obviously a handful of other girls that are here. What can you tell us about some of the things they were able to contribute, whether it was defensively, offensively, in the dugout, any, anything of the sort? What are some of the things you can tell us about, you know, some of these other players you have? Well, I can I just say, uh, you know, starting with Sydney here, um, uh, early on, kind of struggled. And like I said, we, we contemplated making a change, um, and, and then she kind of caught fire. So she was, uh, uh, as a sophomore, really um, carried her weight, uh, ended up being towards the top and average and hits and uh, kind of across the board. So impressed with her. Um, uh, Ashley here, you know, she went with due to an injury going from left field to playing first base and uh, uh, didn't hear a peep about it, no complaints, stepped in and just did a great job there and um, carried a good bat as well. Um, you know, is, I think, is the, the best two-way player in the state, in my opinion. Um, you know, Shade's so solid behind the plate, but doesn't have too many wild pitches with his on the mound, uh, but does a great job of catching. And then kind of under the radar, Kylie, actually led the team in hits uh, and average this year, which I think kind of gets over overseen. But uh, I know, you know, she's okay with that. Um, and she's actually, I think, done that the last couple of years, uh, moved from second base where she's been playing a lot of travel in the last few years to shortstop uh, with Isabel's sister, Abby, graduating. And, uh, um, of course, my middle daughter, Chloe, graduating and needing um, our first baseman this year. Well, obviously no issue with any first baseman whatsoever is an honorable position that o only the true say, elite you, of the you, elites you took the words have ever right played. It's only only the greats play first base. I mean, that's all there is to it. So, and, you know, maybe okay. You and I are on this side. It's not important, but <laughs> obviously, meant we mentioned the girls here. An incredible seat. Congratulations once again. Anyone that currently isn't here that you still want to give a shout out to or just make some recognition because obviously whole team, and we have five, there's still four more in that lineup initially that are still out there that certainly deserve recognition as well. Yeah, I think uh, we, we just said we were family. You know, we kind of uh, talked about us as team as a whole, all 20 of us being a, uh, a big puzzle, and each of us were kind of different size pieces, but uh, it took all 20 of us to fit together. And the girls knew their role, and we talked about doing the best, uh, being the best at it, whatever that role was. Um, you know, with the injury and moving Ash to first base and Addie Siebenauer stepped up to play left field. Um, so just across the board, we were, we were solid um, with Natalie at second. Of course, Bren being a sophomore at third. Um, and, you know, sit out and right. Taryn, excuse me, had her wisdom teeth out today. So, um, you know, Taryn's a senior that we're going to miss big time, but uh, she was a good two-way player too. Um, so big holes to fill. Um, I think that would then for everybody, right? And, uh, of course, you know, we have the other 10 and 11 that uh, uh, they are in charge of cheerleading in the dugout and uh, hopefully being uh, mentally ready to step in the game 
you know, if, if there's any unforeseen uh, injuries, uh, we wanted them um, ready to go. There's next man up. This is the NWO Orthopedic Sports Auto Special Summer Edition here from Jolly's Drive and both WFOB and WBVI talk with Hopewell Loudon softball coach Tony Malligan along with some of his players. And now we'll allow the players to take over the microphone. So we've got Kylie Malligan here, Shea Harper, Isabel Bidelshees, Sydney Brickner, and Ashley Daniel. And I know all of you, I think all of you played multiple sports, or at least most of you did. Um, I know we watched a bunch of you playing basketball, so we know at least that much. Um, what were some of the things that some of those other sports did to get you ready, whether it was conditioning, strength training, motions, anything of that sort? What were some of the things uh, some of the other sports uh, did to uh, help you get ready for softball? As again, we have everybody fighting over the microphone. Literally fighting. I mean, they're running in the opposite direction <laughs> of the microphone, but we'll, we'll present it that way. Uh, I think, honestly, just getting into that competitive uh, mindset, uh, you know, after having a successful volleyball, su uh, successful basketball season, um, just having that will to win and just compete, I think it really set us up for success in what we wanted to complete in softball season. Nice. Does anyone else want to add anything to that? Yes, no, maybe so. <laughs> Speak now or forever hold your peace. <laughs> Kylie steps up, very nice. That's why she led the team in hits, able to step up to the plate and deliver. Um, I think it was also important how most of us here played basketball last year and we made an effort to come to the open gyms or extra hitting when we could to help the team because we knew it would be important when season came. And basketball season or volleyball season, you got to get a lot of time in the summer and stuff to prepare and softball is a short season. So doing that, I think, helped. Okay, and what just for – you guys are, you, you girls, excuse me, across the board. Uh, what, what were some of the big differences you saw from last year to this year, maybe in terms of, like, the team's personality? Was there any, you know, new practical jokers on the team or anything like that as Coach nods his head a little <laughs> bit there, thinking someone clearly has a name in mind, but we'll leave it there. So if anyone would like to add to that. Um, I think we really gel well together. Um, we're always loud. We cheer in the dugout all the time, and I think that that helps us stay together. Um, and, you know, being loud sometimes throws pitchers off, so I think that definitely helped us. And I think a lot of us got more confident at the plate as the year went on and knowing that everybody had your back no matter if we would do bad or good. Yeah, I have seen, like, loud noises, screaming, the cheering, stuff like that. I've seen it throw off pitchers. Back when I pitched, that didn't matter. I was already off. That's, <laughs> I, I think I still own the record at my high school for most bean batters in a row in a situational pitching situation. It was bad. It was really bad. <laughs> So for argument's sake, I did the same thing for the track players. You, you can't use anything. They couldn't use anything from Columbus. You guys don't get to use anything from Akron. Best moment this season, whether it was a fun moment, one of your no-hitters, I guess, Isabel, maybe makes the list. What are, what are one of those moments that you'd look back on your link? I'm going to remember that in a few years from now. I really think just any moment that we were together, like, either if it was during practice, on the bus, in the dugout, just anything that we were together just having fun. Like, just going to remember all that. Now, I, I will say it does seem like there's a very strong chemistry across the board with everybody. I mean, you all sprinted in unison away from the <laughs> microphone. That's teamwork. That's real teamwork there. Um, I'll add, like, the bus rides. Those are always fun. We always got the music going. We do, like, karaoke singing all the time and then before every game we do the cotton eye joe and that's just it's just really fun and it calms nerves and gets the group together 
So I'm, I'm going to take it. Oh, Coach Coach has one. Okay. So I, I have one. Just uh, This was actually on a, a bus ride home. Um, we've been fortunate enough for... Uh, I was going to say, most of those bus rides probably were nice. Right. They were. They were. Um, Mr. Daniel, Ashley's dad, uh, took care of uh, getting some escorts back into town. And after we won regionals and come from uh, Gibsonburg, uh, we kind of went through and, and all the, the little boys and girls were playing out on the field. We come through the school and over to the field and there was a field full of Hopewell boys um, that tipped their hats to us. So they're waving hats as we drove by, honking. And the other team, who obviously wasn't a Hopewell team, they, you know, everybody's waving and, and cheering us on. And that that, uh, that was a great moment for me. I, I won't never forget that one. It must have been nice for the Gibsonburg to be the regional rather than Cleveland or Colon. It seems like all the other regionals, everybody's got to go way far away. You guys got to go to Gibsonburg. That's not too bad. Yeah. That was very nice. We, we had to go quite a drive last year, so it made it, made it much nicer. I, I am going to give all the players the four here. Your choice, either a funny story about Coach or who had the best walk-up song this season or during, like, warm-ups or anything like that it, when you're going up. To, if Or if you guys have, like, your own favorite one from a playlist. See, now, we, now we have the reverse where they all kind of think they have something rather than running away. Yeah, it's they're, they're all debating. It's like <laughs> the option. It's like, okay, which one do I want to go with? Well, before, like, every game, or away games especially, we'll be, like, two minutes away, and then we all play Let the Bodies Hit the Floor, and then we just start screaming it, and that's definitely, like, the top song for the team. Okay, I was not expecting that. <laughs> just going to level with everyone. That was not what I was expecting. And now they're debating on which story to tell. And they debated on who exactly yes, has to tell Who is going to tell it? So uh, after practice one day, uh, we just got together and did some stuff as a team. And so we were playing kickball, and I was at first base, and one of our assistant coaches uh, was off to the side of first base, and I was going to catch the ball, and I wasn't really looking at my surroundings, and I kind of plowed her over in a sense. <laughs> Uh, it, was, it was a hard hit, you know, but everybody was all right. It was pretty funny, though. Everybody's did, on the ground. Did you hold on to the ball? I did not. I, I did not. Okay, that's <laughs> that's not, that, that would be the only thing that made it better. That's not the important question. Was it good form? Like, did you lower the shoulder? Did you wrap oh, the brain? <laughs> I think it would have been a fumble in football. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough on that one. I'll say any other takers on that? Co Coach dodged one there. I, I was expecting at least one or two funny stories. I mean, they had funny stories, just not particularly about Coach. Uh, to be fair, one of them very, very much avoidant does drive home <laughs> with, that one, with Coach. But, uh, no, thank you for, for sharing those. Um, for the players on the team that have graduated or moving on to the next level, do we have any plans in place yet? Is there anything in the pipeline? Or just really in general for you guys, are you starting to look colleges, starting to do some recruiting, maybe think about what the next step's going to be? Now they're debating again. Once again. Uh, so I'll just be going to Ohio State University to further my <laughs> education uh, on the pre-physical therapy route. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, I'll be continuing um, softball at Heidelberg along with getting my nursing <laughs> degree. <laughs> yes. That went to Heidelberg in case yes! the fist pump was not enough of an indication. Heidelberg gets a power hitter. That's what's up. <laughs> oh.
this is a great day now. This is just a great day. Thank I'm, you. I'm glad you got that. <laughs> I, I'm I'm happy I got that. This is oh, I'm so happy right now. And again, sorry. No, go ahead. Shout out to Taryn Hampton who wasn't able to make it today, but uh, she'll be playing in Bluffton, uh, play softball. So she she'll be moving on and continuing her me. her. Uh, her softball career down there, so we're, we're thankful for her. You had to take it back to yourself again. Well, of course. <laughs> of course I had to. You got uh, anything else? I mean, they kind of covered it. I have I, a, I think, I I have think a new so power well. hitter at Heidelberg who's going to be smashing records. It's going to be great. But, uh, no, in all sincerity, I mean, we kind of been ending the segments with this. For Hopewell Loudon especially, I mean, I've been doing this a while. It's this has always been a program that's competed, and just especially in recent years, you guys have kicked it up several, several notches. So congratulations on the success that you guys have had. For those of you graduate, congratulations on your four years of success, and best of luck going forward at Ohio State and the Heidelberg University. Not Ohio, I mean, the Ohio State's nice, but the Heidelberg University sounds better. That's just We're in Tiffin, so I can't, I can't dispute you. Too we are. Much this right is home now, territory, so. man. There's been a lot of, there's been a lot of late night runs to Jollies in this, <laughs> in this body. Okay, let's just call it as it is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Go for it. So I, I just want to give a shout out to uh, not not only our players but parents and in the community there, uh, Bascom and surrounding areas. Uh, just so much support. It seemed like we were gaining momentum and uh, just, uh, you know, we tried to compete on the field. Fans, fans definitely competed, and um, so, so thank you all that came out to support us. I don't know how we went this long without mentioning the shirt. Whose idea, how, it says, for those, obviously this is an audio medium, so no one else can see it. It says straight out of Bascom, straight out of Bascom. i got to make sure I pronounce that about where I am. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's an O-U-T-T-A. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Out of, it's out of. Yeah, correct. And so how, who, where, what, what can you tell us about how that all came together? Well, we always make sure that we do our celebrating after after the win. Um, so that would have been after the regional game when we knew we were going to state. Um, you know, had the girls take a picture, then my wife had the shirt made. Um, and uh, so that's how it came about. You know, we, we celebrated the bus ride back, and then, you know, we had the team and, and parents at the house and uh, um, s- celebrated together. So we kind of got down, and the shirt was invented. <laughs> Now, I, I think the shirt wasn't just invented; it was birthed. Into I was gonna the say, world. I, I hope you got a couple extra so you can like frame one. Dude, that, that's that, the only that one? would be amazing to frame. So a lot of people, I wore it to the. We, we walked in the Baskin Parade, um, so a lot of people just haven't. It hasn't made it out yet, so we'll we'll, we'll see if we get a few orders on it. I I think it's Maybe a winner. Maybe a fundraiser. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a winner. Uh, thanks again to Tony Maligan and everybody from uh, the Hopewell Out and Softball team for joining us. Congratulations again. And again, very much thank you for uh, for joining us today. Thanks for having us. With that, we'll go ahead and step aside for a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll talk with Matt Coleman along with a handful of his players from the Calvert baseball team here on the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto Special Edition from Jollies here on both WFOB and WBBI. At Blanchard Valley Health System, we're looking for individuals to join our family of professionals. We require compassion, dedication, and the desire to make a difference in a fast-paced healthcare environment. Jobs are available in clinical and support services. We offer competitive wages and benefits. The culture of BVHS is unique and rewarding. Visit bvhealthsystem.org backslash careers to search our current openings. Blanchard Valley Health System, we're here for you. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. 
Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call, so you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Ask Financial Design Insurance Agency in New Regal if auto owners make sense for you. Seneca Millwork is now hiring. They have third shift general labor positions available with a starting pay of $17.51 an hour with a $0.25 cent shift differential for the third shift. Seneca Millwork offers medical, vision, dental, life insurance, and a 401k contribution. Apply online at SenecaMillwork.com or apply online through Indeed. Come work at Seneca Millwork located at 300 Court Place in Faustoria and part of the Ropey Holding Company family. Did you know that flushable wipes are not flushable? It may say on the package that wipes are okay to flush, but they're not. Wipes can clog plumbing in your home and in septic and sewer systems. At the Northwestern Water and Sewer District, we know this firsthand by the number of wipes we have cleaned out of our pumps, screens, and everywhere in between. Do your pipes a favor and do not flush wipes. A message from the Northwestern Water and Sewer District. That's the sound of a day starting out right, and I hear it every time my new Toro Z Master Zero Turn Mower starts up with big time horsepower, giant tires, turbo force deck, and comforts like my ride suspension and USB ports. It's fully loaded to mow all day long while delivering that signature Toro cut. From start to finish, this beast means business. Get your Toro Z Master Mower today. See a complete line of Toro products at Coon Sales and Service just west of Bascom on State Route 18. The Deli Cafe at Frost Village is the place to get New York-style deli offerings in Tiffin. Located at 155 Frost Parkway, they have everything you can ask for. With their two-hander sandwich options like the 419 and Dave's Philly, the Pink Lady Gourmet Grilled Sandwiches, plus soups, salads, and a whole lot more. You can build your own sandwich, wrap, or salad, too. All sandwiches come with Ball Rikes chips and a pickle spear or a side salad. The Deli Cafe at Frost Village, open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. until 3 p.m. and find them online at frostdelicafe.com. Back we are here for a special summer edition of the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto here from Jolly's Driving in downtown Tiffin on ESPN 1430 AM, 105.7 FM. WF will be along with Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI. Lance Morris, Matt Common here with you for today's show. Big thanks again to some of our sponsors for help making this show happen. Jolly's Driving, of course, for hosting us. Coon Sales and Service, LLC, MJ Brown, Roofing and Construction Company, Phillips Electric, Smith Family Foods, Bear Brothers, Vicek Orthodontics, and Fort Ball. Pizza Palace, and big thanks to the guests we had on previously. Faustoria's Karma Williams and her coach, Kim Cousin Fant, along with everyone who joined us from the Calvert Track Team and the Hopewell Loudon Softball Team for all joining us here earlier on in the show. We're now pleased to be joined by Calvert Baseball Coach Matt Coleman, along with his brother and some of his players. The Senecas, of course, able to make it to Akron to the state Final Four for the second consecutive season. So, Coach, again, congratulations on everything you guys did throughout the season. I'll say, I'm saying that on the front end. I have a two-part question. Number one, why did everybody bleach their hair in between districts and regionals? And number two, why was the cause for you with your facial hair change also around the regional time? Gotcha. Yeah. First off, just want to say thanks, Lance, Matt, for uh, coming out, traveling throughout the season. It was great having you guys and uh, appreciate everybody listening. So first question, I got to defer to the guys because they, they were talking about it. I know they... Uh, because I just they, noticed yeah. we get to, we get to Louisville and everybody's making yeah. sure they don't have their hats anywhere near them. Oh yeah, yeah. And they, I'm just like, 
blonde, blonde, yeah. mostly blonde, blonde. And I'm like, what? what is going on? So, yeah. yes, guys, please. What? I was kind of giving them, giving them crap because I thought <laughs> we had been there before. Uh, but they, they wanted to, to prove themselves with, uh, with some style. But I'll let them go. Yeah, so uh, Coach Palm at Finley actually did it with uh, their players uh, during their playoff run. And we thought it was pretty cool, so we said, why not? And we all bleached our hair. We thought that we uh, looked pretty uniform together with it, and we thought it looked pretty good, and we just rocked with it. So so million-dollar question, are you guys keeping it now that you've done it? Uh, I mean, I might. Depends. Uh, <laughs> I mean, some guys that play football want to keep it, though, and I don't know, other guys, I don't know if they want, but. Our seniors kind of wanted to do it too. Nick Palm and Mason and hats off to them, you know, great leaders and wish them best in the next. But, yeah, they kind of wanted to do the hair too. They were big guys on it. And I know some of the freshmen were too. So It helped that just about everybody, not that everybody has super long hair, but you guys all have at least a little hair to work with, so to speak. That probably, that definitely didn't hurt you guys. I think that leads into him taking the mic. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I shaved mine off. That, that's yeah. the that's the excuse that you're sticking to yeah. it. Yeah, that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. So that's why we we knew we couldn't do it and look the same. And I was afraid mine might fall out like his. So like Big Brother over here. So we decided to do something different. Go with the Fu Manchus. So um, I don't know how intimidating we looked, but uh, I don't know. Definitely a fashion statement. I don't know. I'd be I'd be distracted if I was there. If I, if I look over the coaches with the the full full mustache going and the bunch of. Very, very bleached blonde hair. I'd, I'd be confused, and that'd probably be just long enough to get a hit through second and short. To that's, <laughs> that's what we were going for, too, you know. The, the distraction. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, coming into the year, you knew you had a lot of good guys that you needed to replace. Garrett Spawn, Hunter Yankel, Max Ball, just naming a handful of them. And for the most part, seemingly all those spots were filled by freshmen. What kind of, I guess, is the mood? You, you're like, okay. Obviously, these guys are talented enough, but it's a grind to get through the season the way it is when it's so because of high school baseball being as compressed as it is. Thank throw into account the weather that has been very interesting at times, too. What kind of was the feeling for you coming into the season with knowing what you had to replace? Yeah, for sure. We know we had a great group of seniors. We had eight of them, some of them that came back last year after not playing. You mentioned Garrett Jackson. Sias Love, Reed Warnament. I mean, there's there was a, a host of them in there. Um, I think you take go go the seniors before that. There was just it's been cool just to see them, you know, take leadership roles. Um, this year, you know, the guys, the young guys you mentioned coming in have, you know, we basically played six freshmen throughout the year, four in the starting lineup. Those guys have played a lot of ball, um, so they were experienced. They put the time in in the off season as well throughout the winter. Um, and you know, when you get to high school, you know best nine or ten are going to play and um I, th I thought we had a good mix you know the, the seniors led the way but you know harry junior class kate notterbacher those guys accepted their roles jameson godfrey another one accepted his role and uh just tried to make each other better it took us a little bit of time i felt like offensively we were ready to go early uh, i was which gonna was say a little bit of time you guys yeah. scored a lot of runs i don't <laughs> yeah. know how much you can say yeah. a little bit of time yeah but it was it was fun this is the NW Orthopedic Sports Huddle special summer edition from Jolly's Drive-In here on both WFOB and WBVI, talking with Calvert baseball coach Matt Coleman and family on this one. It is usually a, traditionally a family affair at uh, Calvert, and we mentioned him a little bit. You mentioned the seniors in particular. 
Nick Palm and Mason Johnson. You can really talk with them. I, I know in the past we've heard the the phrase that you wish you had another year just with that. Can you elaborate on that a little more? Just what both of them in particular, before we kind of get a little deeper into both of them, they brought to the team over for the sure. last few years. For sure. And they apologize for not being here. They're both playing baseball tonight, if you can believe that. One's playing Legion, one's playing up a sports Shocking. course. So, Shocking. A nice um, summer day and they're playing baseball. <laughs> yeah, what are they yeah, thinking? Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, just unbelievable. And truly, what you know, the phrase you just said with them not having their COVID year, freshman year, they were they were plugged in. Nick was going to hit leadoff for us. Mason was going to hit five hole um, that freshman year. So they kind of got robbed, but still did pretty well. Um, Nick is now our all-time runs leader in three years, uh, as well as hits leader with 126 in three years. Um, Mason became our career RBI leader, season home run leader. Um, just can't say enough good things. Those are the on the field, but more so than that, leading these guys, what they what they did was crazy. Um, kind of two different personalities. Um, you know, just from the standpoint of Nick is more vocal. He's a guy, and, and these guys, I should let you tell more about it, but he's, he's going to he's gonna call people out and, and uh, let them know. He'll be a coach someday, I'm sure. Um, he's got it in the blood. Yeah, so. yeah, somewhat. And obviously, you know, Sam Palm couldn't be here tonight either. He's coaching Nick's, Nick's team Naturally. up there. So, um, yeah, and then there's Mason on the other side, just kind of a probably a, a player's teammate. He's He'll let you know when you, you need do something or take you aside afterwards and talk about it he'll be the guy that you're going to play ping pong with in you know in the clubhouse afterwards but uh yeah i'll let you guys elaborate on that yeah i mean those guys are definitely the guys that you want on your team and those are the guys that uh they have they've worked their butt off and obviously you can see that now that they're gonna be playing at the next level but yeah they're great guys and definitely guys that you want to build a team around and we were lucky enough to be able to do that with those two yeah, I mean, they're great friends with me and Blake, you know. Obviously, we're going to miss playing with them, but I think just what they left behind, just like the younger kids, not even like the freshmen or sophomores or juniors, just like kids that are in junior high, just knowing like what Calvary baseball is about and when we can start here. So, you know, just thank, big thank you to those two players. And you could really, you could see, like you said with Nick, you could see he was a coach's kid. You could see always making the right play, always being in the right spot, pretty much even with baseball, he didn't make mistakes very often. And I remember in the regional game, in the, the fi regional final game, him and Mason struck out in the same inning. And I'm like, I guarantee that has not happened a whole lot in the last three years. No, not at all. And just the way, I mean, we're really going to miss Nick in the leadoff spot, the way he gets the game going, uh, just the way he takes pitches. I mean, you saw it in the state game. Obviously, we didn't come out on top on that one. But I think five of the six, five of the first six batters, started with full counts. Yes, I made sure to point that out. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a battler, grinded, and he's walking back to the dugout. Hey, he's throwing, you know, his change-ups going here, his curveball, you know, here's here's what we got, his fastball, his talent. So and those are the things that they're talking about is passed down. Um, and the way he comes and gets the ball at shortstop, um, got some big, big shoes to fill. So um, he makes some routine plays look easy. And then Mason, the way he's driven runs is, I mean, it's, is crazy so you mentioned it so we'll we'll, t we'll go there for now the state game right there it'll just right there just obviously that you guys were right there that i'm sure is part of the feeling that you guys have from last week they of course then go on and you're like probably like oh we could have done that yeah. <laughs> we could have done that and just i guess being able to get back there this year compared to last year whereas last year 
you guys started pretty slow. It was kind of like, oh, how are we going to get it together? And then you guys got it together, and yeah. you guys were able to make a run. Whereas this year, that was kind of, I would guess, your expectation because of what you had done the year before. And obviously for being there this year and last year, night and day between what last year was and what this year was. Yeah, yeah. First off, hats off to Highland. They played a, played a great game. Good team. Player of the year over there, coach of the year. Good guys. Yes, we did expect to be there. As hard as that is to do, I mean, we don't, we didn't take it for granted by any means. We had to beat some good teams and uh, play some fundamental baseball and, and eke some out. Um, that being said, yeah, six six days removed from it, still tough pill to swallow. And um, these guys just went out and battled. You got a guy that drove in what we're thinking might be the winning run, and a guy that um, pitched, you know, six and two thirds of shutout baseball. So. Yeah, I mean, it was it was fun to see them battle and not be intimidated by the number one team in the state. Um, that was that was a lot of growth that I saw on this team from last year to this year. So, I don't know if there's anything to add there. <laughs> tough, yeah, a little tough to talk about it, but uh, no, that's there's there's really life lessons in 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 the game and the sport. It's why why you play sport. I think. I mean, obviously we love it, um, but, is, but yeah. We're not sure what the the lesson is right now, but we're we're uh, sorting through things and seeing what we can do, you know, so that doesn't happen again. But we we realize life isn't fair. Last thing I have on that specific day, what was your perspective on the play? And when I say the play, you probably know exactly what I mean. I know which yeah. which one you mean. Yeah, we're not gonna talk about it. Am I? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, you know, we're at umpire shortage. I'm not here to throw anybody on the bus. I thought he caught the ball. Kind of swing it to his right hand. They they said that it wasn't voluntary release. Um, that being said, we'll we'll correct that and tie up some loose ends for next year. Uh, you know, I have been told that maybe that the right person didn't make the call in that situation. But regardless, um, it happened. We'll learn from it and uh, we'll move on. I think there's a bigger purpose in life than uh, wins and losses on a, a ball field and or a trophy. I think these guys have learned a lot and. Uh, you know, I'm just, I think you'll find fulfillment in other things in life. Although right now it still stinks, be, be real honest. I'm just going to be honest. I, I listened to the game, and I felt adamantly robbed. Yeah. I, I, I will be uh, you, yeah. you took a very tactful answer. I don't necessarily have to take a tactful answer. No, that was a bad call. It was just a bad call. Now I actually get to say it on air, and I feel better about it. It was a bad call. I... No, I'm not gonna keep going. Yeah. I'm not gonna keep going. I said I mean, my piece. It, it, I said my was, piece. I'm good. It was tough, you know, knowing that the guy had he reached the dugout, they said it. Then he would have been out, even though he took his helmet off and was almost right. in the dugout. He had a chance. His coach did not touch him to bring him back to the, the base. Um, so, you know, if if that's the call, then that's the call, and we'll we'll live with it and move on. I thought it had a shutout, uh, complete game, but it. Uh, doesn't go down in the books that way. But we battled. We had our chance even after that, which I thought was, was cool. The bottom of the seventh, we had a chance. And, and looking back into the fifth inning, you know, if we can look at what we control, because we talk about a lot about that. I heard, you know, uh, Jacob Rombach earlier talking about Coach Coach Bame and how he talks about um, trusting the process. I mean, that's what that's we – That's been a recurring theme yeah, here tonight I for mean, everybody. That's, that's what we talk about. Do You know, do those little things right. What can you control? We could have, you know – you know, hindsight, looking back to that fifth inning, we want to, you know, put the nail in the coffin there and, yep. and add some runs. We didn't do it. So 
obviously we know it doesn't come down to, to one call, you know, but it went, looks that close to the end. You know, it's hard not to look at that. So, so I, I definitely I'm curious about this because I, I love asking from a coach's perspective. You mentioned trust the process. Coach Beam mentioned Jacob Brownback mentioned it. The process at Calvert just seems to be producing winners time and time again. So, I mean, obviously your experience, your background with Calvert, and obviously other coach Coleman, if you want to attest to this as well. You and I go way back in the Frost Cow now press box, so it's it, it, it's okay. But um, I'm just I'm always curious a coach's perspective of what has it been that has been the process over there because as I mentioned with Coach Beam and with the Calvert track and field team, it's not every day that you see a program not just compete in one or two sports and do well for a little bit, but for Calvert, you guys have sustained it for better part of a decade now that you have been consistently dominant in most sports. So, like. Well, from your perspective, what is the secret sauce? What is the process that makes that work? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit of everything. I think it starts with, honestly, spirituality and, and belief in a higher power and that, uh, you know, you're playing for more than yourself. You're playing for your teammates. Um, I think it's focus. You know, the pa past couple of years, we've had a couple of different themes. Two years ago was, was or last year was BAMO, just breathe and move on. I mean, it goes along with mental toughness and, you know, it, We've all been tested these last three years or since COVID, and mental toughness just keep continues to get bigger and bigger. So breathe in and move on when you face adversity. Um, and then this year was just was take flight, and the F in that was just focus. And that's just – it's hard to consistently – last year we didn't do it very well. I mean, we went 18 and 13, and we lost 10 games, I think, by two or three runs, uh, a lot of them by one run. We didn't win those close games, so we didn't have that focus. Um, I think this year we had a big goal of, you know, running the table in the SBC and going 16-0 and, and, you know, to go 30-3. and 3. I mean, we had a goal of winning 30 games. We had lots of little goals, but it was all, you know, focused on the little things. So I feel like I'm talking a lot. You got anything to add there, big brother? I, I really think that we hold each other accountable. I think uh, Calvert's a family, uh, you know. You, you go to volleyball games, you see the whole baseball team there, you see the football team there. You go oh, to, we saw Hunter wearing his hot dog suit. So, yes, we definitely saw <laughs> the team there. So, <laughs> yeah, I got a good picture there. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, but, uh, yeah, as far as uh, just, just holding each other accountable, uh, being there, telling the boys to trust the process, it's, it's so key. Um, and these guys do a great job coming to practice every day want to put out and do you know everything that we ask them to and and trust in what we say because we have been there you know matt and i have played college ball uh, we got a couple other uh, coaches that have played college ball um played at the high level high school and and know what it takes to get the job done so i think that has a lot to do with trusting the process i feel like starting uh, all the little kids off at a young age too with little Senecas and you know you have all the head coaches at the high school level that do help us and start out at a young age and obviously that's grown up throughout the years too and that's I think that's helped us too yeah I think you kind of touched on it but you guys being there like at the youth camps and uh, like in football these guys will be the coaches Harry's sitting over there he's been the quarterback the last two years it's big time when he comes to their flag football games on on uh, Saturday morning is their coach, you know, so I think that's, you know, 
they, realizing, yeah, realizing their mentors and, and role models for the, you know, it just continues to, to feed, you know, up and down. This is the NWO Orthopedic Sports Subtle Special Summer Edition from Jolly's Driving here on both WFOB and WBVI. Talking with Calvert baseball coach Matt Coleman along with a couple of his players and his brother is a coach as well. And you mentioned how everybody kind of knows their role. They know that they have a role to play, whether it's be the star or be a guy who's on the bench or all the pieces in between. And the juniors, one of them is here. You mentioned with Harry Schultz, with Jameson Godfrey and Caden Otterbacher, all had big plays. He had what we thought might have been the only RBI in the game, did Harry. And, you know, they had those moments throughout all of the games throughout this year. What can you kind of say about what those guys, that junior class, brought? Because they weren't always the guys making the big plays. They weren't all Mason Johnson hitting homers, but yeah. they had their role to play. For sure. I mean, I get excited just talking about each of them. You know, you start with Harry here and um, – you know, he didn't. He played both sports. He actually played tennis and uh, and baseball his freshman year. So we were we were happy that he came to us last year and took hold of that left field spot. Um, he's one that has gotten better with with time. You know, we always we're, we've talked in our exit interview. You know, on the way home on the bus, that getting a few more reps in the winter because he's a guy that heats up in May and June. He's he's got the quarterback arm. You know, left hander. So. We'd like to get him on the mound a little bit, even his ball just tails, but his arm just got so much stronger in May and June thrown from the outfield. Say, so. I saw he only pitched one inning, but yeah. I saw three strikeouts, yeah. so he must have done yeah. something right. Yeah, I, I, you know, ironically, I think it was the second inning of the year, you know, against Van Luke and pumping, and, um, you know, it's a weird thing that we had 10 pitchers this year. I mean, it was crazy. Um, so we definitely, uh, you know, we love him to throw a little more, but um, moving down the line, Caden Arterbacher, he's, you know, been banged up a little bit. The last couple of years, start of the year in the three-hole, he's our three-hole hitter, but, you know, just banged up, and we moved him down to the nine, and what he brought to us there as far as getting things going and, and being on Certainly for, an overqualified number nine. Oh, hitter. yes, yeah, for sure. He's he's a natural athlete, just a big kid that can, uh, fastest kid I think I've ever coached uh, on a baseball field. So um, make sure those track guys don't, don't steal him away because <laughs> – he could he could do something there for sure. I mean, he's just a freak athlete. You know, today he's you know at basketball just drop stuff, two hand dunk. Like he's a great athlete, but he goes and gets the ball in center. I mean, I think at our last home game this year he was hitting 88. So if we get that control figured out, um, he'll be you know he's got a good curveball too. So we look for him to step up. Um, Jamison Godfrey, he's you know it was coach's dream this year. Like I'm sure he would love to be hitting different spots in the order, but he just came to practice every day, uh, doing whatever you ask him to do. He's the first guy out in right field warming, warming up. And he played himself into that second, you know, whoever was pitching between Blake and uh, Mason. I'll play second. I'll play third. He would play the outfield. He, would, he played short, actually, in some, some games. So um, just a guy that does what, what you ask him to do. You talk about the other two juniors, Brody, two of them that don't, didn't get in a lot of games. But Brody Cooper was right there uh, with uh, Coach Cohen, myself, Coach Richler, Coach Longo, Coach Palm. Hey, where'd this guy go? He's keeping our books. He's keeping our charts. Hey, we threw a curveball to this kid, and he rolled over on it. You know, so, you know, that state state game, I'm sitting there with, with Brody and, and Coach Coleman, like, hey, how are we going to pitch this kid? He's he's a big part of it, you know, behind the scenes. We, we love Brody Cooper. And then Fabian Perez Ramirez, uh, just seeing him develop from a young guy, a young kid up to where he is now. I mean, he got his, got his first uh, varsity hit line drive to left field this year. It was awesome to see. But he's content. Um, 
you know, helping the younger guys and, and just being a part of the team. And, and you need that on a team. I mean, we don't have these, these large teams. We're, we're hopeful next year to have a varsity and a JV team. But, uh, yeah, I love these guys. love this team. Uh, so talking about that, let's move one more step down to the sophomores. Um, they are few but mighty is what we actually have on the script here. And I'm, I'm assuming that's clearly just talking about your son, Blake, <laughs> exclusively. But also John Schumacher. I mean, you had Blake, very key pitcher, definitely solid infielder for you. But what can you talk about their growth and really the growth of just that, that more class period, how they developed as the season went on and getting ready to fill in those kind of junior roles, not necessarily top billing, but Man, right. you're a key part of what's right. going on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, John, obviously at the end of the year in the big games, he was our main um, pinch runner. You know, he came in that state state game and, and stole a base, um, scored some big runs. I remember scoring a big run and stealing a base against, I believe it was New Regal, actually New Regal. I mean, that was a close game there with Jones on the mound, Shane from New Regal, and I think it was 3-0 at the time or 3-1. Stole a base, ends up scoring a run, single-handedly pretty much stores scored a run um he's also a, a good hitter he was kind of one of those guys sometimes like in the state game we didn't run him first because we didn't know how how big it would be later um but we also wanted to save him in case we needed a pinch hitter off the bench so um yeah and then obviously blake you know he had a pretty good sophomore season so i don't want his head to get too big so i'll stop right there I mean, he's already got the bleach blonde hair. And he's, true. he's rocking it's, Oakleys, and he's got a Coastal Carolina hoodie on. I no, mean, one, I, I think star power has already happened. Yeah, right one there. thing I will say about Blake that I'm really was really proud of because I do stop short on, on him sometimes is just the way he developed. You know, he pitched great, uh, probably 50 innings last year. Got to the regional finals, got roughed up a little bit, and saw him maybe the moment seem a little bit too big for him. Right, right then he couldn't slow the game down. So he comes out, Mason picks him picks him up just like a good teammate does and the team picked him up and we were wondering are we gonna have to take him out like I remember asking coach Palm am I gonna have to take him out go talk to him because if if he can't hit in the second inning Sice Love needs to be ready um, and he got it together and uh, came up and had line drive to, to right to score a run might have tied the game had the Eddie had a good third base coach that sent the guy home I don't know but um, <laughs> and, and then he had a walk to eventually tie the game again later to uh, to send it to extra, or send it to the seventh, so uh, seeing that development and then seeing it this year, the fact that he was bagging for the ball, literally around the team and not around the team, like I'm ready to pitch that, you know, that knowing that he wanted to do that in a big moment, um, and I he did show up, you know, last Thursday, so that you, was fun to see. You can hug if you want, <laughs> like that that is okay. We'll do fist bump. That works. I was gonna too. say. You, you say show up. I think that's probably putting it lightly. And again, you say you'd like to kind of put it lightly for Blake, but he went up against the Division Four Player of the Year, and he was the better pitcher on Thursday. Like what we can call that what it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it was it was fun to fun to watch. He's really worked on things in the off season and worked on all four of his pitches. You know, hopefully he doesn't stop there. But the big thing is that I want to see him develop and continue to develop. That I thought he did better this year is command the fastball. And be able to throw it because you see him. He's he's right now. He's 130, 135, soaking wet. So if he can take the the off season serious, which I think Nick Palm and Harry Schultz helped him with that, as you know, as well as Mason, just understanding he needs to put on weight. Um, 
I think we, that we got some weight for you. <laughs> we, we, we have we that. Here, Look, yeah. we, we yeah. can sort this out. Yeah. Coach Coleman and I, we got exactly the solution. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With, uh, you want to tell him? Yeah, Coach, Coach Coleman. Yeah. yeah. Marilyn, you out there? Because Mrs. Icelove makes some mean chocolate chip cookies. I'm going to tell you right now. I didn't. I thought this was going to happen later in the program, but I don't care. <laughs> the best chocolate chip cookies in the state of Ohio. No doubt. I, no question, debate over. Gam Gams, I'm sorry, I love you. These are the best chocolate chip cookies in the entire state by far. All right, I got I got to throw a challenge out to our mom now. She I don't know if you like Buckeyes, but I know she's listening and she makes the best Buckeyes. So well, see, I don't there know you if go. You... The weight problem is yeah. we don't I don't know if you know maybe you don't know us as well as you might think you do. We very rarely turn down food, yeah. so All if right. there's an offer on the table, we will remove it from said table and eat it. There Look, you heard it, Mom. She's probably got some in the freezer. So <laughs> Let's actually call it as is. That's part of the problem, but that's well, not that's, important. <laughs> we're not talking about that right now. <laughs> that's not important, but no, the best chocolate chip cookie. So I, you know, next time I'm in t- more yeah. than happy <laughs> to try <laughs> some Buckeyes. <laughs> yeah, we'll make it happen that first, uh, you know, the football games we're down there watching Harry throw, throw dimes. We'll, uh. We'll have some Buckeyes and See, chocolate chip cookies. See, now we have a reason it. to go back to Frost Countdown again. <laughs> we always have reasons to go back to Frost Countdown. Yeah, but those are really good reasons. <laughs> those are really, really good reasons. <laughs> oh, but this is the NWO Orthopedic Sports Huddle. Special summer edition from Jolly's Driving here on both WFOB and WBVI. Talking with Calvary Baseball Coach Matt Coleman along with some of his coaches and players. We talked about him before. The freshmen, just such a key part of this team. The Moyers, A.J. Shoemaker, Kidwell. Ritzler, Cashley, they all had big moments. How important was it for you to not only get a big freshman class, but a class that was as skilled as they were with, like you said, four of those guys being in the lineup game in, game out? I mean, that probably you'd have to look at the other rosters. I'm going to yeah. guess there's probably not a whole lot of rosters where you have that many freshmen, especially in the top half of your lineup. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, those, those three, you know, A.J. hitting two-hole, um, Connor in the four and Cam in the five. I mean, those three are, are, are scary, I'm sure, for pitchers. I mean, there was a couple times where I was With pitching. With Mason in between them? Yeah. <laughs> I sub, I took myself out throwing uh, BP. Or, uh, all right, Connor. Connor's coming up here. He hits the ball hard up the middle. Sam Palm, you come in here and, and pitch. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then throw in Jake down there. And, and Connor and Cash, they had their opportunities. You know, we tried to really make sure they all had, I think they all had at least 40-plus plate appearances because um, they were deserving. They, they put time in uh, in the off season. So, yeah, just, just a lot of fun coaching. It was really really fun to see Connor um, develop as a catcher. I mean, that was a, a, a big hole with uh, um, Hunter not being there. Kind of caught him a lot the last few years. And Connor really step, stepped up. Obviously, his bat, I mean, hitting almost, I think he ended the year at 481, you know, almost 40 hits. And more so than anything protecting mason like they couldn't pitch around mason so mason had nine bombs and 50 some odd rbis because they couldn't pitch around him and then aj what he did in the two hole driving the ball the other way and um just consistently i think he was somewhere in the 430 range um cameron his average wasn't where he wanted but at the end of the day i believe he hit over 500 he had good good plate discipline yeah over 500 on base percentage and I, I really attribute that back to a guy like Nick Palm. Um, Nick Palm reached base 50 times by either walk or hit batsman. I think he walked 34 times and got hit 16 times. So his hits weren't where they want, you know, he wanted them to be, but 
he was getting on base, so that's all that all that mattered for us. And coach, last one I have for you, a bit of a two-parter. Um, when you look back at this team down the road, or even just once again the, the off season here, a little more deeply into it, but what are some of the big takeaways that you'll have, and some of the big memories that you'll have from this team in particular? And then follow up. I mean, what well, we all know it. We're, we're making jokes about you know. Mrs. Sice loves cookies at Frost Cow now and all the different games and Hunter Yakel wearing a hot dog suit. The reason we could do that is the Calvert faithful travel incredibly well and are such a diehard fan base. So anything that you'd like to say to them as well to really put a bow on the season for you? Yeah, just just a huge thank you. Um, FAMO, Take Flight, I mean, they they do travel incredibly well. I mean, the support we had throughout the whole season and then those those last three weeks, they were special. I think some of those these guys, if you talk about their memories, a lot of it is just the camaraderie and the bus rides. You know, Brian doubled as the, the bus driver, so he was always getting us there. But these, he allowed these guys to have fun um, on the bus. And then, you know, the visits to, to Chick-fil-A and all the, the fun places. But shout-out to Jolly's here tonight, too. So good, good stuff. Very good food. <laughs> Speaking of fan bases, more of them come in. Our Calvert softball played the other Calvert softball tonight. So somebody had to lose, unfortunately. Yeah. Did yeah. Calvert win? <laughs> yeah, I think I think we're safe. So yeah, no, it's just it's it's unbelievable. You know, it starts I believe with administration and and um, it's a long tradition of doing things the right. Way. Um, I think it's it's they won't be a part of it. You know, uh, we we talk about it. Are you? Our younger sons play seventh grade ball, you know, and we coach them. And if you think you had a pretty good freshman class, we're going to have freshman classes coming like this in the fu- in the future, which is really fun to, to know of, you know. This this year's new freshman class and then our son's freshman class coming up, we're just excited, you know. There's there's a reason to be excited. And it's not just baseball. It's No, it's, it's all not. Sports. It's everything. Absolutely. I was saying, before we switch gears to the players, I got to say, that's one, probably one of my favorite things about Calvert Sports. It's right up there with Liberty Benton. In particular, one of our old uh, co- compatriots in uh, Tony England. Never in my life have I met a program where so many people, when we're just talking to them like off air or something like that, they're like, you got to pay attention to this fifth grade class that's coming up, man. You got <laughs> the well, eighth graders here. These, these eighth graders ridiculous. are phenomenal. I, I, I think to the one point where I had to say, okay, pump the brakes just a little bit. Someone <laughs> did say, I'll tell you what, this third grade self pitch team, they got some. It's like, buddy, they're still figuring out left from right. <laughs> Matt and I just said that say. about four or five years ago about our son's class. <laughs> but it, it's true, though. Everyone does want to be a part of it, and that's something that really makes Calvert stand out in the area. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, you know, thinking to to take flight, what's the uh, what's the H stand for? Humility or humble. Humility and being humble. Like, uh, you know, it's it's one thing to be confident, but I think the way we go about our business on the field, it's classy and hopefully, you know, you know, respectful to the other team and and just realizing we're we're here than you know more than just winning games. We're trying to be role models to these younger classes and everything. So. Yeah, yeah. This is the NWO Orthopedic Sports Huddle special edition here from Jollies, both on WFOB and WBVI, talking with Calvert Baseball teams, Matt Coleman, along with his brother, and along with some of his players. Now we'll switch gears to primarily Blake and Harry, so we'll have you guys pass, and forth, pass the mic back and forth as little as we can. Let's shift over to you guys. 
we've talked about it a little bit. What were kind of the big for you guys differences for this year's team versus last year's team, be it in personality type and just the different guys you had between the freshmen that came up and all that good stuff. Or what, hair color. Or hair color. Well, that, was, that wasn't until a few weeks ago. What, what were some of the big differences for you guys from last year to this year? I feel like the leadership with Nick and Mason and – Obviously, they were they were always in the weight room and always on the baseball field or in the cages taking more hacks, and they were always working hard. And you know, they uh, taught us how to work hard. And obviously, I feel like that uh, that carried into the season. And uh, if if we had a bad game, then we'd go to the cages after and we'd hit with them, and they helped us work out and uh, pick apart our swings or how we're doing different things. And I feel like that definitely helped for the season too. Yeah, what Blake said about like what them like teaching us stuff and like on Sundays we have optional like just come down the field open open field and like almost the whole team be down there like the guys just wanted to be there to get better and I feel like the and also like our bond of our team like just off the field we like hang out and just go out to eat and just it was special something special so so I, I'm very curious for both of you in terms of um you talk about Nick Paul, Mason Johnson, and obviously being underclassmen, great role models to look up to, even the senior class from the previous year. Well, let's take it about 20 steps above that now, looking at the pro level. Anyone in particular that you guys either try to emulate, watch, really pay attention to? I know back in the day for me, it was Jeff Bagwell. Bags. The old bagpipes on that. I loved watching him play. Had unconfirmed i saw that steroid <laughs> gesture unconfirmed he he aged gracefully hey, i love i loved bags and i loved uh biggio yeah, yeah. actually I was, I was maybe i'm thinking of caminetti more i don't know i was gonna say we know for sure with caminetti <laughs> no, so. but all i'm saying completely unconfirmed one We're of just our gonna... big supporters here always getting a good luck text from uh maggie kurth completely unconfirmed that he was on the steroids. <laughs> yeah, not no. important. No, but... I, I didn't mean to steal the question. <laughs> no, by all means. So, guys, is there anyone current era, maybe previous eras in Major League Baseball that you look at to try and uh, emulate your game at all? Well, two of my favorite players in the MLB right now are probably Christian Yelich and Adley Rutschman. And I think back uh, to that state game, and really once you get on that field, all those lights, are, they're so big, and you really want to take everything in. And uh, I remember looking at, Adley Rushman, his when he uh, made his debut in the MLB, and he really he took his helmet off and he was behind home plate and just kind of took everything in, and uh, that's what I tried to do. And when I got to state, you know, and just try to take everything in, and because you don't want to take anything for granted, and that's one of the big things is there's a lot of people that want to be in our shoes, but and we're lucky to do the things that we do, and I just you know want to be grateful for that so so if we see you either hitting lefty or trying to take connor's spot we yeah. know that it's because of adley rush yeah i guess so um i guess it'd be bryce harper i don't know because he's an outfielder and it's kind of model my game off that but what blake said though about like soaking it all in it was me and him actually kind of talked about it because you know obviously we went back to back and we felt like we didn't soak it in as much as we wanted to last year so this year we really just made sure we soak it in and we just thankful for the opportunities we have you know in terms of emulating as well i mean the hairdo as well the bryce harper does rock a very solid mullet i mean he, he's he's known for it. that that's a that's a good start to one right there might, might have it ready by next season i feel feel confident <laughs> hopefully, on that. Hopefully. 
And then uh, we all asked this to everybody else we had. We took out their state-level game. So for those, for them it was Columbus. For you guys, it's Akron. Any amazing or top moments from the season that were not in Akron? So it can be in Louisville, be in Clyde, be anywhere in between before that. What were some of your favorite moments from this season? I would say uh, the regional final, just beating JFK. I mean, they're a great team. And I think just could be lost to them two years ago. And it just felt, I mean, it felt amazing just to get some revenge. And obviously, we were heading to state after that win. So just great time with my teammates. I feel like there's a lot of different moments and different wins and experiences that you can choose from. But I feel like the whole regional experience for us was really nice. You know, two really close games and fun games. And you don't always, obviously, we didn't always have those the whole year. But close games are they're nice and they're good moments and obviously we went to Chick-fil-A three times I think <laughs> during the regionals and uh, shout out Chick-fil-A they had a really good service over there and they helped us out the whole weekend. On side note Chick-fil-A is not one of our sponsors we should definitely <laughs> emphasize that beforehand because we are way too busy enjoying the quality taste of Jolly's there driving you know. here in Tiffin, Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there was a lot. I think those that both all the district and, and regional games were huge. I think Nick nailing down a save in both the JFK game and the uh, the Newrigal game. Yeah, because I, I thought that was a huge moment. Newrigal's a good team. Shane Jones, great player, great pitcher, and uh, having the tying run on second base and Mason being at 49 or 46 pitches, 46 pitches. We had to make a decision, and uh, Nick Palm was was ready to answer the door and and slam it real quick. So that uh, say, he kind, he kind of became the de facto closer the last few weeks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And he, you know, if you ask his dad, he probably won't throw a whole lot. <laughs> but I, I t I've joked with him the last two years, or since he announced that he was going there, I'm like, he's going to throw innings for you at some <laughs> point. There's going to be a game where you're going to need to throw him. And you know, this year he's really got a two seamer that's running. He's got a change up and a curveball, kind of pitches backwards. And we thought that was a, the right moment to put him in against JFK. Uh, you know, we, we debated it a little bit at state. But, uh, um, yeah, he just meant so much to us at short that was, that was hard to do. But yeah. not, not, not that I am by any means a coach or in any of those things. But I was like, okay, he's going he's gonna go to Nick here. I, I just I, yeah. the, For the JFK game, at least. I was like, yeah. he's going to go to Nick. And then Mason started the inning. I'm like, okay, if Mason gets in any trouble, he's going to Nick. And that yeah. was exactly how it turned Yeah, out. it was one of those things where – to that point, I mean, Mason, to that game, Mason had an earned run. And, uh, you know, Nick, we'd gone to him a few times last year. I think he's a different pitcher this year, but he brings so much at shortstop. Blake had thrown the day before, so, you know, putting him in a little tougher spot over there at short if there's a play in the hole. Um, but then after, after, <laughs> after two pitches, we knew we did not want to see Caleb Headley. <laughs> We wanted him to remain in the on-deck circle. I said, we're not walking this leadoff yeah. or this uh, nine-hole pinch hitter. Um, and Mason was having a little trouble. He had mentioned he was having trouble on the stretch. So at 2-0, and it was lucky um, lucky enough that it wasn't too late. Strikes him out on a 3-2 pitch and then gets the next two guys. Strike out with a filthy changeup and then a uh, ground ball. He got in on Condeleon and didn't have to face Headley, thank, thank goodness. Because he... He's a player. He, he had, what, two of the three hits, yeah, I think? Yeah, two of the three hits, yeah. And we watched him almost kill Max Paul on the mound as a freshman. 
Um, you know, they started five freshmen, I think, or they played five freshmen that year too. So, you know, they, they won a state, state title. So I think when, when Harry's talking about that being a big win, that's for sure. We, they, uh, they were a good team. We wanted a little revenge with them, and, uh, yeah, it was fun. Well, I'll say the last one they have. Oh, by all means, no, and, Coach. And yeah, I just I think the whole season, I think every game had a little something special about it. You know, these guys putting putting the time in, having success. Um, a lot of the bus rides home, right, guys? Uh, all the all the cookies and the celebration foods. Bring up cookies again, man. <laughs> Trying to watch uh, my figure, and you keep bringing up these cookies, man. <laughs> but uh, no, it's uh, it's, it's going to be special. So. Um, we appreciate everybody that listened to us, the fan base that was there. We, our fans are the best, so and we appreciate that. And for everyone, really, at this point, last question I have, like I said, because baseball is a very mental game as well. It requires a lot of mental reps and a lot of very important focus, drive, and all that. Hey, you guys play MLB the show? He's looking for someone uh, to play. Big MLB. <laughs> There you go. There, okay. See, yeah, we're we're going to have to play a game. It I'm, doesn't have to be streamed, but I'm off the hook I'm, finally. I'm, Thank I'm, God. Say, we've been trying to urge a game for us. It's like, oh, yeah, we'll do it, we'll do it, and then he doesn't get the game. Do you so. realize how broke I am <laughs> most of the year? Well, that sounds, so... sounds like a challenge, Blake. Uh, uh, Lance and Blake. He, he's ready. Look at the, like He's he's game face immediately I mean, went on. <laughs> he's got the actual ability as a player advantage which i had for like two seconds when i was younger that's a long way away yeah no i, I my money's on like <laughs> i'm just gonna be honest I'm, i watch your stream that's, sometimes that's, it's not that's, that bad that's but that's why we can that's why we make the game happen <laughs> there we go sounds like sounds like chance sounds like we need to make it happen charity we can do it for charity it'll be <laughs> there fun we go. there we go uh and then before uh, before we go just last thing i have for you guys We've said already a good, decent amount of good stories already. Anything funny for you guys about your coaches? Anything coaches you have about your players? Obviously, you know Blake pretty well, so I'm sure you have maybe a good story between the four of you. And any, anybody want to go here? I'm, I mean, he's not a. Uh, maybe go back to the sleepwalking days or something where you end up <laughs> in the car, but I think he's grown out of that. Maybe uh, as far as on in game. No, uh, I I don't know. I'm I am, yeah, proud to yeah, proud to call him dad. Me, and I'm sitting back here. That's where you got his talent. She's hiding back there. She's a travel ball pitcher until uh, junior high when they made her go over to softball, and then uh, yeah, Tucker's hiding back here too. He's our seventh grader that wearing size 13, so he's ready to play with with uh, little big brother here soon. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, it doesn't have to be the greatest story ever told. No, we, we, we should have uh, – Brody was busy tonight. Brody Cooper would have some stories and Faybone. Uh, so, yeah, Faybone. Yeah, we won't talk about his uh, one-bite. You already one, mentioned Yeah, one-bite one so. burritos. I mean, he can – oh, yeah. There, you, you go back to Little League, there's some good Fabian Perez Ramirez stories. Uh, one time when he – yeah, he had a donut under his hat in left field. And he uh, – <laughs> Sorry, I we're mean, talking that, cookies that's, that's and brownies. Kind of guy. <laughs> we're talking cookies, donuts, buckeyes, and just. And, I'm just and there going was home one time. Yeah, we'll pick on Fabian on. since he's not here. I mean, 
one time at, at New Regal, their concession stand is right by the right by the field. Fabian's on on deck, or he should have been. We're looking all over for him. He's he's at the concession stand getting a hot dog. So um, that's my kind. Probably of wasn't a Jolly's hot dog, so. I mean, few can be Jolly's hot dogs. Yeah, no. I mean, they're, they're, many try, few succeed. For sure, so. for sure. Oh, goodness. Well, once again, thank you guys very much for coming no. on. Uh, congratulations on incredible season. Congratulations on just the continued success at Calvert. And definitely looking forward to some good stuff. Looking forward to seeing you on Friday nights under center. Uh, Romback wants 2,000 yards rushing. So. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, if, you, if, if, you, if you want to make that happen. Uh, I don't know, Jake. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I think you said maybe receiving out of the backfield, Jake. <laughs> yeah, no, he said yeah, two thousand total yards. Yeah. So th- think you might be able to help him out. There you go. <laughs> no, we appreciate you guys. We're fans of baseball, WFOB. We've listened to the the tribe for years, and uh, actually, we'll get to to catch up on the Guardians here now that uh, season's over. But yeah, we appreciate you being along and coming down to the games, Lance and, and Matt. So appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks to all the sponsors, Appreci- too. Appreciations all around. We, we we very much enjoyed coming to the games. I was glad that I was able to convince the powers that be to let me go do the games because I missed baseball. So it was it was good for everybody involved. I just get to do a ton of Calvert stuff I have for 12 years. It's just it's second nature for me to go do Calvert stuff. I always appreciate it. We'll be excited to see him volleyball, too. Blake's little sister, Kate, is going to be coming up. I mean, they've got a, a stable of volleyball athletes, but she's been chomping at the bitch bit to uh to play uh volleyball <laughs> yes you heard it too it's all good oh thank you once again to pat coleman everybody from calvert for joining us well send the fec <laughs> find your way don't worry hey i got it Blake, blake's covering it now we have to make the show game for charity <laughs> well, it's not charity it's just refill oh, our bunch which, whichever <laughs> With that, we'll step aside for a quick timeout and then come back and wrap this one up here on the NWO Orthopedic Sports Huddle Summer Edition from Jolly's here on both WFB and WBVI. Julie? Yes, Ralphie? Is it lame to advertise customer service? It's not lame, but listeners assume you're full of it. Even as a family-owned business? Probably. Why do you want to brag about our customer service? Hey, it ain't bragging if you can back it up. Mm Mm-hmm. So what do you want to brag about? Our deluxe delivery service for appliances. Deluxe does sound lame. It's just delivery, right? Heck no. We do more than deliver it to your house. That's true. We bring it inside and hook everything up for you. Our experts, who actually know what they're doing, hook everything up. Hey. Amen. And we include the hoses, cords, vent kits, gas lines, ice maker hookups, and... And we remove your old appliance. That's what I'm saying. It's deluxe service. You know, you're right. Whoa. Oh, stop. Say it again. You're right. Our delivery service is deluxe. You bet your sweet bippy. Don't be a sore winner. Well, you're right about sampling wine, making appliance shopping enjoyable. You bet your sweet bippy it does. Make everything about buying appliances better. By stopping into Joy of Living. You'd be glad you did. Bear Brothers, located at 28 South Washington Street in Tiffin, has made some exciting changes and they are ready for all your sporting needs. Spring into Bear Brothers for their baseball and softball apparel and equipment, such as elastic or open bottom pants, gloves, and hats. Plus, check out all their sportswear and spirit gear for the upcoming school year half zips, hoodies, t shirts, and so much more. Bear Brothers also does custom printing. Bear Brothers, located at 28 South Washington Street in Tiffin. 
They're huge. They're juicy. I'm talking about the delicious hot dogs and hamburgers from Smith Family Foods that can't be beat for grilling up some summer fun. Smith Family Foods specializes in fresh cut meats, Granny Smith deli salads, frozen chicken breasts, seafood appetizers, and you can't forget Fritz's special bratwurst. Smith's Family Foods Wholesale Outlet is located at 1773 West County Road 54 by the Seneca County Fairgrounds. If you want high-quality appliances without the sticker shock, then head to Phillips Electric and Tiffin. Phillips Electric is a family-owned company that's been serving its customers of Seneca County since 1937. This Whirlpool exclusive dealer has a showroom full of KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, and Amina brand appliances to fit every budget. They offer a 12-month same-as-cash financing, too. Stop by the showroom at 176 South Washington Street or go online at shopphillipselectric.com. Bring home your new kitchen appliances today or have them delivered and installed from Phillips Electric. They say curb appeal is important for homeowners. Well, why not spruce up your curb appeal with plants, flowers, or hanging baskets from Mollyette's Farm Market and Garden Center located in Tiffin. Browse their large selection of beautiful flowers and plants. Stock up on their vegetable plants for your garden. And while you're at Mollyette's, stop into the farm market and pick up some locally grown fresh fruit and vegetables or Amish baked goods. Mmm, so delicious. Pick up some cheese or meat from their deli. Mollyette's Farm Market and Garden Center, where beauty blooms in Tiffin. If you are here for a special summer edition of the NWO Orthopedic Sports Huddle here from Jolly's Driving in downtown Tiffin on both WFB and WBBI Lance Morris. Matt Common here with you today. Big thanks to Faustorius, Carmel Williams, or Coach Kim Cousin Fant, along with everyone who joined us from the Calvert track and field team, the Hopewell Loudon softball team, and the Calvert baseball team for all joining us here for the show. Big thanks again to our sponsors, Jolly's Drive-In for hosting us, Coon Sales and Service, LLC, MJ Brown Roofing and Construction Company, Phillips Electric, Smith Family Foods, Bear Brothers, Vicek Orthodontics, and Fort Ball Pizza Palace. Matt, just, just a couple things we, we got to touch on before we go, because we, we haven't, you know, talked talk in a minute. Um, the Den Denver Nuggets, uh, they win the NBA title. I don't remember you being a big fan of them um, earlier this year, so... What, what, what do you have to say for yourself? Congratulations to the Denver Nuggets on the NBA championship. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, I stand by my belief that the Kings or the Blazers could have beaten them if given the, the opportunity. The Blazers didn't even make the play in. Like I said, if given the opportunity, they were not given the opportunity. Therefore, Denver Nuggets got a cakewalk into the NBA finals. All kidding aside, though, it, that actually was an impressive performance from uh, the Joker himself and just the whole team. I the, really, I don't know if it's more negative about the Miami Heat this season, which I don't really think it is. They were such an incredible story for the play and making yeah. it all the way to the finals. But th this Nuggets team looked the part of a real deal. It might might be knock on wood, whatever I can find here, might be the start of a new contender going forward in the Western Conference if they can keep that together with that core three. The Vegas Golden Knights. They win the Stanley Cup, and I think we officially have a new spoiled fan base because they have not been around very long. They've won one. They were it to another title uh, title series. I mean, that's that's too much too soon. Can we really call them a spoiled fan base, though? They do have the Raiders, and they're about to get the A's as well. I mean, let them have the Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, we don't get to win titles. We never do. 
what's my point? So, but we, but we don't have to be, we don't have to be harsh to the ones who do. Yes, we can. That's what, that's our job. And plus the Vegas Knights, I mean, they're what, only three years old at this point? That's my point. I don't think it's, they've already won. Blame the expansion draft they had where they were able to put together a solid team that somehow made the finals in year one. Well, that's a whole other can of worms. That was, to be fair, that's actually pretty impressive. Oh yeah. It really is. The PGA Tour and Live Golf, they agreed to merge after the last year, however long, of back and forth of we don't like Live, we don't like the PGA, so on and so forth. Any uh, any important thoughts on that front? Money can buy a lot of things. Forgetting how much your morals actually stand for apparently is one of them when it comes to the PGA Tour. So hats off to that. That That's... Not, not my circus, not my elephant. That's just as simple as that. I, I was floored they did it. I was disappointed that they did it. I really thought, you know, hey, for the PGA Tour, kind of standing their ground on that one, that's great. Just buy, letting them buy it out so they can all merge together. It's, but money can buy a lot of things, and once again, apparently the morals of the PGA Tour is amongst them. Uh, things, at least yesterday, weren't all that peachy in Buffalo with the Bills. Uh, Stephon Diggs was not there yesterday. He was at uh, minicamp today. And Josh Allen took some responsibility for why that was, I guess, the case. Do they end up figuring that out in Buffalo? Well, the Madden curse strikes again, and, man, it's early. Just when they announced the cover athlete this time. This, this is a new record-setting pace for the Madden curse. Um, they'll figure it out. I mean, Stephon Diggs is a very... He, he, he's a very emotion-driven player. I mean, you saw that back when he was in Minnesota. You saw that in his time already in Buffalo. And Josh Allen, kind of a similar player. You're, you're going to have moments for those two buttheads. I mean, Joe Montana and Jerry Rice would buttheads from time to time. They'd have their issues. You'd see it with Aikman and Irvin. I mean, any of the great combinations. It's because they're two type A dominant personalities that want to be the best in their position, in their field. And you're, you're just going to see that. So I think it gets resolved. Um, I don't think it gets resolved in the form of Stephon Diggs getting traded out of Buffalo. I don't think they're crazy enough to do that. But it, it should get resolved at some point. Since we last talked, your favorite quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, is officially a New York Jet. What do you think uh, What do you think happens for them this season? Man, they're going to be the finest 8-9 and nine team in the AFC anyone's ever seen. Um, the, he's not in a easy division either no they're, they're in a tough division like if he thought when he was the gonna... patriots are the bottom of your division now well that that's because they have matlock i mean mac jones is their quarterback that's the problem with them but no the, the thing is with the jets they're a very talented team aaron Rodgers does have a pedigree of being one of those premier closer type of quarterbacks there's no gain around that there's no denying it he's he's got that track record i just think for his personality, his demeanor, his behavior. I think as soon as things start to go sideways, the New York press is so much different than the Green Bay press. I think it's just going to be a train wreck. Now, stats, stat-wise, I think he's going to blow the door off the place. I mean, my God, he gets to throw it to Garrett Wilson, has Brees Hall, Michael Carter in the back, or still has Michael Carter, I believe, yep. in the backfield, has a pretty decent line in front of him. Um I, I think he's going to do quite well there, but as a team, I just I don't think they're going to be successful. I think they 
they solve their quarterback problem, but that doesn't solve their right tackle problem. It doesn't solve their defensive end problem. It doesn't solve whoever they're going to have across from Sauce Gardner problem. It doesn't solve their safety problem. It, it sells jerseys and makes the offense look pretty. But I think they're going to lose a lot of pretty games on offense by a score of 49-48 kind of situation. Anything else in the sports realm you need to get off your chest since you haven't had a microphone for a few months? You make it seem like having a microphone in front of me means that I get to, like, go absolutely hammer something I like mean, that about things. It, it can, depending on how you are feeling on certain things. Um, you know what? Actually, I will. I will. <laughs> there is something that's been bothering me. And it's because I'm a homer about my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Someone needs to explain to me like I'm five when Baker Mayfield may not be a great, but he is a serviceable quarterback and the rest of the team is still there. Why everyone thinks they're going to be so terrible this year? Because he's not Tom Brady. But what, Tom Brady's not even Tom Brady anymore. I mean, he did hit that drone off the side of a yacht the other day. That was kind of cool. But point I'm getting at, I, preseason rankings are just silly. We talk about time and time again when it yeah. comes here to collegiate level, pro level. Preseason rankings are absolutely silly. That being said, if they do want to tank this year so they could, you know, either get Marvin Harrison Jr. or Caleb Williams, who I'm not the biggest fan of. I prefer either Drake May or Michael Penix Jr. But if they want to do something like that, this is certainly the year to do it. So... I don't know, maybe lean into those preseason <laughs> rankings just a bit. Just just throwing that out there. See, see how it feels. See, Take it for a walk. See how it feels. But outside of that, eh, I got plenty more, but we'll save that for the actual sports huddles or Lance and Matt Plus or something. Uh, before we go, i got to send out a bunch of thank yous. First, of course, to Bart Wilson back at the Tri-County Broadcasting Studios for, of course, helping us to do. Oh, doing the Lord's work each and every time. Does a great job, and... I mean, he made us sound pretty again and helped us fight the gremlins earlier. So de definitely earned his keep today. Big thanks again to some of our sponsors for helping make today's show happen. Of course, Jolly's Drive-In for hosting us. Coon Sales and Service, LLC. MJ Brown Roofing and Construction Company. Phillips Electric, Smith Family Foods, Bear Brothers, Bicycle Orthodontics, and Fortball. Pizza Palace, and thanks again to the guests we had that joined us here today. Fostoria's Karma Williams, her coach Cam Cousin Fant, along with everyone from the Calvert track and field team, the Hopewell Loudon softball team, and the Calvert baseball team for joining us here today. And Matt, like, uh, like I was going to say before we were disrupted by technology, we are getting close to the start of the fall sports season. We are 64 days away from our Thursday night opener of Calvert taking on Mohawk. 64 days. 64 days. I'm, unless I got the date, the numbers wrong, I believe it's 64. Hold on, I'm counting them. You know, I lost count somewhere. I'm going to believe that you're at 64. Uh, it sounds good. That's a good number. Good round number. And you know, it's going to be a great season. We got a, a lot of a lot of great teams in the area. Once again, it's going to be a very competitive year across the board. It's going to be fun. We're, we're going to have a good time. You and I will have a good time with some of the games. Tom and I will have a good time with some of the games. You and a player to be named later will have a good time with some of the games. It's there. There's there. There's a lot of lot of good stuff. It should be fun to tune into. So make sure you keep it locked in here at WFOB and WBVI throughout the season.
Stay tuned in on WFOB. We'll have coverage of the Cleveland Guardians. They're on the road for a matchup with the San Diego Padres. That'll be on in just about an hour or so. And on WBVI, we will join the Cincinnati Reds in progress. So you're taking on the Kansas City Royals. From my broadcast partner, Matt Common, this is Lance Moore signing off from Jolly's Drive for this special summer edition of the NWO Orthopedics Sports Huddle. Thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.